2: Hey Nerdlings, this episode of the Nerdist Podcast Live is brought to you by Audible. Please go to dot slash nerdist and sign up for your free audiobook. Audiobooks, they're like reading for your ears. Now for the show.
3: Now entering nerdist.com
2: Nice, so nice. One more time, a little more energy. No, you guys were good. You guys were good. That was amazing. Thank you so much for coming tonight to the Nerdist Podcast. I don't. I think this is number twenty-two. Craig Ferguson's gonna be here later on. I know. He came for the when we did the first one here, the Adam Savage podcast. Uh, Craig was here. And that oh good, an affirmation. Yes, you're right, he was. Thank you for checking that. I'm the fact checker, and I agree. Yes, Adam Savage was here, as is readily available on the worldwide internet. All right, um, so uh, Craig was here, and afterwards uh, he came back and said, I want to do your show! And I'm like, do it! Um, although he might not want to do it now after my Scottish accent. Uh, <laughs> Sorry guys, I've had a lot of fucking caffeine today. I've had, I'm literally like my molecules are vibrating into another dimension right now. I feel, sorry, I'm trying to get a panic attack. Have you guys ever had a panic attack before, anyone? Yay. Oh, for those of you who've never had one before, imagine being fucked in the heart. That's kind of what it's like. Maybe you want to avoid that. Maybe you want to avoid that. here in Los Angeles, California. This, you know guys, we're about, to hit a, we're about to hit a very important milestone and it may have already happened. Um, there's, a, there's a local businessman uh, by the name of Crazy Gideon who is going out of business. He's going out of business. I know, did you not know this? Did you, did you not know about it? Did you ever shop at Crazy Gideon's? No. Well, what the fuck do you care about? The guy was here for decades. I know he had the, com- the commercials, by the way, amazing, because his, I don't know where he's from. Do you know where he's from? He's from, is he is from, is, is, is from Israel or from, he's from some, he's not from here. And, and what's so amazing about him is that he's one of those uh, appliance guys that does the shitty local commercials where he's trying to tell you how crazy he is. I'm so crazy. I don't know why you want to conduct business with an insane person, but it doesn't matter. In his commercials, he's in a straight jacket, and then he breaks out of that and throws a smaller TV through a big TV, because what, what sane person would... And, you know, like, he... But he's so focused on the idea of sanity that I think he should just literally come out and go, Hello, I am Crazy Gideon, and my prices are low because I am clinically insane. In 1953, I was touched by my Uncle Yuri, and that means savings for you. <laughs> I had the courage I would slash my own wrist but since I do not I am slash slash slashing my prices on Hamilton Beach three-speed electric blenders I have smeared my own shit and a variety of items inquire about my brown tag sale Then I imagine the commercial just degenerates into a complete nonlinear chain of psychosis. I'm crazy, Gideon. Shiny pumpkins. Fuck my eye holes. What? <laughs> fuck my eye holes. I um. I grew up really nerdy, and 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 uh, and and it's not cool. It wasn't cool then. Like we. I grew up nerdy in the early 80s before we learned irony. Like, you know, like we didn't have it then. We just were what we were at face value. And uh, it wasn't cool. And so I get very frustrated when I'm walking down like Silver Lake Boulevard or whatever, and uh, looking at $600 sneakers in a shitty building with bars on the windows. And some kid walks down the street, just some young kid with a swagger of like busting out the Atari 2600 T-shirt. That is fucking bullshit. He doesn't know. I suffered for that shirt. You know what I mean? Like, suffered. Suffered. Like, I used to bring Atari 2600 game cartridges to school. Couldn't play them there, but I just needed them with some kind of nerd security blanket. (laughs) Just needed them close by. Oh, combat, good. Oh, adventure, fantastic. Oh. video game this was a time when and, and the Atari 2600 was awesome by the way i mean a gaming system where squares could shoot lines at other squares <laughs> delightful <laughs> and i suffered for that and and there was no like i couldn't i, I didn't i didn't in the presence of mind to go to school and be like hey it's pretty fucking funny i bought a 2600 like it was awesome thing to do back then and all, every activity that i was in did not impress other kids uh, and when I was in eighth grade, I won the Mem- I grew up in Memphis. I didn't just go to towns and grift on their chess scenes. Uh, I won the Memphis City Chess Championship in uh, in eighth grade. And they announced, "Yeah." Well, I'm glad you're excited because when they announced it, when they announced it at school, um, the kids weren't overwhelmed. I would say they were pretty squarely whelmed with that information. <laughs> My win was actually celebrated by one kid telling all the other kids kids in school that uh, I fingered his cat. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Fingered his cat. Uh, Kids, well, how how long could they run with that one? What, a weekend at the most? Two weeks tops? Two years! (laughs) Two years! Kids were following me around going, here, kitty, kitty. (laughs) So fuck you, kid with the Atari 2600 shirt. Um, I love technology, uh, as you probably know, and so it's funny to me that people still complain that in the year 2010, that it's not the world of tomorrow as was foreseen in the 1950s. Where are the flying cars, people say, or where are the robots who bring us blue-colored drinks and warn us of danger? All right, <laughs> we may not have those things specifically, but you know what we have, you guys? You know what we have? Laser vaginal rejuvenation surgery. Yeah. It's in the LA Weekly. They probably know their demographics. Someone can aim a laser at your vagina and make it smaller. What? The world of tomorrow is. And there's a functional army of super tight future pussy out there to prove it. But uh, but they were so sexually repressed in the '50s, like they never would have talked about that. You know, like even if they had the technology, that they never would have talked about it in some sort of a, a newsreel film, like do, 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 the world of tomorrow, Dateline 1954, where these days vaginas are bigger than McCarthyism. <laughs> A generation of mothers and whores looks to science to solve the whole problem. <laughs> do, 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 do. Say, Mom, what's going on down there? Why, after four kids, you could rent that thing out as a bomb shelter. <laughs> but in the world of tomorrow, a highly concentrated beam of light focused at the right spot will have Dad asking, Hey, is this your first time? <laughs> Up, Dr. Weld Snatch. Thanks to you, the future looks vagina
0: amazing.
2: That was nice. I, I, I like that applause. That's the applause of. He really, he really worked hard on that. Let's <laughs> give him a little Look at him up there. Look at him up there, trying and stuff, I love it. Um, uh, <laughs> I've done enough yappity, uh, if it's all right, I would like to uh, bring out my best friend in the world, Mr. Mike Furman is here. Mike Furman! What's up, Mr. Firm? Oh, not much, how are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good,
4: how's the fields?
5: Well, not bad, not bad. A little worn down, but
0: they're still there.
2: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is how, this is what a fucking idiot I am. This is Mike's melodica, because I left one at home. and it, In hard and Firm HQ, we got to have a, a melodica in each camp. Because yeah. you never know.
0: One for the car, one for the back of the car.
2: <laughs> you never know when you're going to... Break out into some sort of a hooter fight. Yeah. What did someone call it? The nerd flute? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so uh, Mike and I are going to do a quick song for you. By the way, I would like to say Mike Furman has just released his solo album, uh, which is amazing. Thank you. Is it not called uh, The Last Songs I Will Ever Write, Part One?
0: The very last song. The very last song I will ever, ever I record. Part, Part one.
2: one. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, if you if you want to hear Mike Furman, you can go to music.mikefurman.com. <gasps> Music.mikefurman—that's a subdomain. You ready? <laughs> yes, I am. This—we're uh, going to do a quick song for you. I think it uh, shall reflect the uh, the vibe of the evening. Even this song is about success. We hope you enjoy it. Count it off.
4: One, two, one, two, three, four
2: <laughs> You are a mountain with gold in your streams Your trees are strong for they are rooted in dreams Look at me! Your souls tap the street, shimmers unfurled for you are a diamond on the ring of the world thanks so lift your head up high and say nothing stop don't it. touch me. me today you'll break through the doubt that stood in your way don't touch me you can do anything Shrapnel. If you believe, light the fire inside of you. And you will achieve, you can do anything. It's true. If you just believe, sleep. Fear is a lock, your heart is the key. Success is the door and admission is free (laughs) Believe in yourself, just let it happen Let a new day begin With you on your side, you know you I'm gonna ride you like a Segway (laughs) So that head up high and say I'm bound for greatness, come what may Good hustle I'm here to stay You're amazing. Everything you do is magic. Your destiny's right in front of you. Pet it. Anything is possible, my friends. You can spread your wings. You can fly to the moon if you want to. Just like birds do. a plan that says i can and you will achieve you can do anything if you believe you can do anything unless you're a girl
0: I agree. I agree. It's a really good crowd. <laughs> a really good crowd. We often, we often lose uh, about half the crowd. About half, about half is Somewhere a good, good in number. That song. Yeah.
2: It's a joke. We're kidding. <laughs> so it's not like we're like, fuck the comedy show, now for the message! Like okay. we're not trying to do that at all. Ladies and gentlemen, please have a huge hand for Mike Furman. Thank you for coming out here, Mike Furman. And now... I would like to welcome my co hosts, the lovely Jonah Ray and the delightful Matthew Myra, to the stage. There they are. Oh my God, it's really them. It's really them. What's up, guys? Ah, there we go.
6: That was fun.
2: That was fun.
6: Uh, Fun. So so nice to hear
2: musical humorous follies. We like to follow a folly musical style. I, it's adorable that you guys are crowded around that same mic.
6: <laughs> I asked you if I could sit in the middle one, and then you almost... Don't you fucking in front of company! <laughs> S- Sorry, Senior Hardwick.
5: <laughs> we, were sitting, we were sitting backstage, and, and uh, someone was like, Oh, you guys always together like this. Yeah. We never go further apart than
6: this. Than this right here.
5: Except when walking.
6: It's yes. weird. No, I know. Because
2: I like to strut. Do you guys? You know what I think is adorable? He's six,
5: like something, and I'm watching. That's much true. Shorter, That's a hard fact. So his gate, his gate is much bigger. And, like, so i Would let you him stop
2: go. that? T- don't stop talking like that. You sound like the interstitials on When Harry Met Sally with those old <laughs> oh, married couples.
6: I hate those. We first I met on those. a podcast. Those are. <laughs> those are the creepiest those are the creepiest fucking things because it's like you hear stories like the the old couples like uh she worked at a deli on 43rd street and i would go in every day and ask her out on a date and every day she said no and then she goes like i said no and he's all until one day she said yes we've been together ever since what if you knew that guy at the time Say, hey, man, you want to get some pizza? No, I'm going to that deli on 43rd Street. Dude, again? Wow. Oh, man. What's with the blade? (laughs) (laughs) Well...
2: She's gonna say yes this time. Yeah.
6: One day, one day. It's like basically he drove her to the point where she couldn't even utter the word
2: yes. Yes, he's just like yes, fine, I'll go. The secret to a long marriage is to ground your partner's will into a nub. Is basically yes. what he took away from that. It's just
5: loving them into submission.
2: Did you, now, you guys, you guys went to the, uh, you went and saw Ghostbusters at the uh, at the New Beverly, right? Saw
6: Ghostbusters uh, and Mystery Team. We sat apart from each other, though, that night. It oh, that hard. must have been it hard. It was hard. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was a double feature with Mystery Team, and if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest checking it out. Very funny movie.
2: Did you put the popcorn in your lap and offer it to Matthew?
6: <laughs> I don't get it. I don't... What? <laughs>
2: It'd be really meta if you did that during diner. Look how funny I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Furman and I were having this conversation about... Uh, you know, I, I I complain a lot, and I apologize for being complaining, but I complain a lot about you know about uh, about people on the web who flame sites and stuff, and you know, and who are shitty online. So Mike Mike yes. made probably my favorite. He's a Photoshop ninja, so he made my favorite picture of all time. It was for a fart photo contest. A fart photo contest. <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't that
6: fart photo contest? Fart out having? your favorite photo. Where you put a little fart bubble next to someone going, hey. Oh, you're
2: a regular Jackson Pollock of fart work. <laughs> a little bit of spittle.
6: That is,
5: that's gross. What? It's Jackson, the Jackson
2: Pollock. Wait, 22 Which... episodes
6: and I we just hit sorry. your threshold? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The idea that Jackson Pollock would ingest weirdly colored things to diarrhea all over a canvas is weird to you? Don't think I don't appreciate your use
2: of diarrhea as a verb. <laughs> now, can we make it an adverb? That was really diarrhea y when yeah. you. Oh, that's an adjective. Uh, technically a predicate nominative. Stop it! All right. Um... Please. So Furman made probably my favorite Photoshop picture of all time. It was this, this photo contest was put your favorite movie in a different time period, and so he took this painting of the Ascension of Christ and then put the Ghostbusters behind them, and he they trapped Jesus in their proton beams. Yeah. And so, you know, just for fun, uh, and he called it Ghostbusters Zero BC. And so, of course, <laughs> nice. what you get, you see I where, know where someone's see going. Where this with going. This. So what you get in the comments is like, ah. Technically, it should have been 33 B.C. A.D. A.D. It should have been 33 sorry. A.D. Yeah, so they, so they corrected him. And it just makes me, like, the Internet, I, get, I love it so much, but I get mad at it because I feel like the Internet is that guy who, if you saw, like, an adopted child with their adopted mother. Yeah, and and yeah that's
6: sucked. And oh, they, sorry, you're not no, done. No, that's not. I'm not there sorry, yet. you're
2: not done. And Ooh. the adopted kid said, I love you, Mom. The Internet is a guy that will go, that's not your real mom. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's that guy and your friends that you hang out with, because he's got the cool shit. Yeah, but he's fucking always pointing
2: shit out like that. He always has to. The internet always thinks it's better than you.
6: And it is mostly. I like it. I get to talk to my friends. It's really nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on socially networking uh, Sometimes web- check websites.
6: Out. Sometimes my friends through my MySpace
2: friends. Your friends through your MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we
6: all we all meet on uh, what was LinkedIn. It? LinkedIn. Tribe. And Tribe. Then, was uh, one. And then talk about the days we're on makeoutclub.com.
2: Nice. Yeah. I don't uh, maybe you should email me on my Prodigy account.
6: <laughs> yes. I got a sweet GeoCity site. It's out of this world. It's got this, it's got this drippy font that looks like slime blood. Do you got some, uh, so, you got some animated GIFs on there and I some got, hypertext? <laughs>
5: lots of hypertext. You guys should pop over to my angel fire. It's got some sweet frames.
2: Oh, that's pretty wow. awesome. Yeah. Hey, if you guys, I don't know, listen, Girl. I don't know if you like masturbating furiously, but I got some ASCII art tits on my oh, uh, computer if you want to check some of those melons out. They're made out of parentheses. I
4: remember
5: (laughs) remember my dad talking to me about not looking for porn on the Internet, and it never occurred to me until he said that. I was like, holy shit, I could look at porn on the Internet.
2: (laughs) So I did. To this day. Yep. (laughs) To this day. You're doing it right now. Um, There's a lot of Apple rage. You know, I went to the the iPhone 4 announcement up in uh, San Francisco. And uh, I think I think iOS 4 looks pretty cool. And, uh, and uh, the second I said, I devoted a, a bonus podcast uh, this week. Oh, I'm sorry, by the way, you guys weren't invited to that one. But, uh... What?
4: Do
6: you... yeah. what? We, don't get, we don't get to meet the fucking Muppets. We don't get to meet <laughs> Stan Lee.
2: Well, hey, it's probably because you refer to them as the fucking Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was part of it. Hey, fucking Kermit, what's going on? That's going uh, I say. Kermit, you old son of a bitch, what's up?
5: How's that hand up your ass? <laughs>
2: No. Maybe you would like to suck on some of this shit. <laughs> All I did was take Kermit's voice and swear. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> it's so funny that you know, there's so much, there's so much just raw apple rage. Why, why do you think? You mean, that is, in a good sense of rage, hey? No, not, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Just what do like, you mean? just like fury. Well, because like you know, people when I said I was doing the podcast, they were like, yeah, well. <laughs> You know, you, you fucking talk about Apple. I, th- th- this was just a tweet. I'm assigning sure. this voice to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how I read all tweets. <laughs> you know, you talk about Steve Jobs enough, you might as well devote a podcast to him so you could suck his dick. On the podcast? Yeah.
6: Dude, I would, su- I would suck Steve Jobs off so hard. And that, um, you would
2: probably break him. He's a Dude. frail man. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll... I, I fucking t- Oh, i sorry about your dick, Steve Jobs. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about the Wi-Fi in your dick. Um, the, you Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi in? That's a brilliant idea. Suck on Wi-Fi. Hey, a little hotspot? You guys see the hotspot? You, uh, you can pair up to eight devices on this, motherfucker. <laughs>
6: Tethering not available in the U.S. <laughs> Damn you! I heard he's mostly made up of, like, Apple products. Like, most of his body is gone and been replaced. Kind of like Darth Vader. Yeah, a little yeah. bit.
2: A little bit. And they're going to peel the mask off someday so he can look upon He's up made of it. 7 Emacs. Yes. <laughs> 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 but people people think that I get something out of saying things about Apple. Like, like what, why can't we just like stuff because we like it? Like, Apple doesn't give anyone anything for free. Like, Apple... Apple, as a matter of fact, treats a lot of people... Apple was resented
5: for the longest time for being this little tiny company. Windows was dominant. Now they're resented for the opposite reason of being the dominant
2: thing. But I just feel like, you know, Apple is kind of like a hot cheerleader who won't fuck you, but you carry your books anyway. You know, like, that's kind (laughs) of the the relationship that we have with them. Um, Do you want to... uh, Oh, you know what I want to talk about? Jonah and... What, did you want to talk about something? You guys... (laughs) Yes, Frank... Did you have a topic that you wanted covered? Okay. All right. Good. I was saying my good tongue idea. is about to fall out. Good idea. Moment of silence. Let's have a moment of silence for the momentum we just lost. Um, <laughs> there it is. Oh, good, good. Pity, pity. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, Joan and I were talking about like pitching shows and stuff, and so we looked at a breakdown of stuff that networks were looking for. <laughs> and it's the fun if you ever get a chance to read like a network breakdown of the shows they're looking for, it's hilarious. Almost everyone is like, and I'm not gonna say any network names, uh, but they're all abbreviated with letters. Hmm. Uh NVG. <laughs> but they, they it's literally, probably a network. They literally say things like, these kind of programs are like, we're looking for a breakout hit. Yeah. Period. We want something fresh that's going to be a huge hit. What do you got? Why don't they just say, we'd like a billion dollars? <laughs>
5: they also, they also are like, we'd like something in the vein of other hit shows like this. Yeah. 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 Make that.
2: We're looking for a celebrity lesbian show in the cooking space. Like, it's literally. Which that. was awesome to
6: read that because we have that idea.
2: We did. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's celebrity. pies f- Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we at least be pies and pies so they're lesbian math professors sure, uh we can, we can do, we do it that way
6: we can do whatever we want it's reality television <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> well now that kim kardashian is producing shows <laughs> that is not a joke um here's a couple shows i was gonna pitch uh celebrity whore hunt i was gonna pitch that to e i don't know what it sounds good i've, I've mentioned this one on the show on, on the podcast lots of times L word babies. Adorable. Adorable. (laughs) Tiny lesbians. Big, beautiful doe eyes. (laughs) Living life out loud.
6: (laughs) That was on the breakdowns, right? We want shows about women living their lives out loud. Out loud, right. As opposed to, like, you know, just hiding it behind the oven.
2: You know, at the Black Network, we don't like internal monologues, so people have to project their voice. uh, You know what I'm looking
6: forward to, though? Sorry to interrupt you, but... There is some good I don't think you're me. that sorry at all, actually. Because it gives me a chance to talk about uh, the Walking Dead series coming out on AMC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want I have never been this excited for a program in my life. Really? Even if like someone said, really? Because the Jonah Ray show is coming in next month and you're the star of it. I was like, I don't give a shit. If it's going to get in the way of The Walking Dead, then I will have nothing to do with it. What are you, what are you excited about? Because it's fucking zombies. and The it's, <laughs> it's, 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 Walking Dead is one of the best zombie stories ever made. It's a comic book series and it's uh, incredible. It's sprawling. It's amazing. It's going to be the best. Sprawling? Sprawling is a word. Is a word I used. I've well, I said these zombies aren't sprawling enough. Right?
5: Let me
4: watch that for an hour.
2: <laughs> They're very contained to a small area. I wish they were. Why are they I wish they would all? sprawl more.
6: <laughs> I always have the hardest time joking. There
5: right are about miles it. of zombie lands.
6: <laughs>
2: there are. They would spread out. It would happen.
6: That's way I have know. a hard time joking around he's about he's zombies. He's there about doing that? Yes. Did you just
2: say I have a hard time joking around about zombies? Yes.
6: Just like you have a hard time joking around about like a, uh, like bowling. It's like you can't make fun of bowling, just the same way I can well, make fun of zombies. Well, because it's fucking boring. <laughs> you, zombies no, are. It's like you, you, feel, you said it yourself. You feel too close to bowling, so you have a hard time making like jokes of it.
2: Well, at least I'm too close to an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs>
6: You'll fucking see, and who's gonna save you? Not
2: me. <laughs> oh my God! Whoa! Hey! Oh. That, is, that is some authoritative beer opening, my friend. Well, I think we've uh, we've blabbed on enough. I, I would like to bring out our guest right now, if that's okay with you, dudes. I'm fine with that. I'm excited. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage from the Craig Ferguson late late show, with Craig Ferguson. Mr. Craig Ferguson is here. <laughs>
7: very nice just what a lovely audience out there like a, like a herd of sprawling zombies yes. so.
2: <laughs> sit over here you don't want to sit too close to the twins over no, there I you know. want to make
4: sure twins. <laughs>
7: i I brought my glasses just in case just in case yeah i want to fit in with you guys in your chat about the internet the interwebs i can't i can't believe this is my first podcast i'm very excited and i can't believe i turn up and you're talking about the internet and how zombies are cool i mean for fuck's sake
2: but isn't that
7: you don't, you don't help your stereotype by being it man <laughs> Come on.
2: isn't what isn't that implied in the nerdist podcast yeah no I actually I'm on?
7: very excited about it. I, I pretend to be cool but I I cried when I got my tattoos
2: <laughs> yeah but
6: you got, that's some, a, that's you got a painful some, spot though
7: that right there you uh, right on your wrist there uh if you get a tattoo there you know it's going to be painful because the tattoo the other guys who work in the tattoo parlor that are not tattooing you Ah, uh, they come around and they walk. Yeah. And that's very sore.
2: How many tattoos do you have?
7: Three. You have to have an odd number of tattoos. I was told that by a tattoo artist.
2: <laughs> I said, But so your tattoo, can I, is or if I, I what? mean, normally Touch
7: it's... me. It feels normally like skin. Cool, just cool. feels like skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here on a Nerdist podcast and the host is, wants to see my tattoos. Does that say... And <laughs> say,
2: did it hurt
7: when you got your tattoo?
2: <laughs> that, doesn't say, that doesn't say Expelliarmus on it, does it? No, yeah. yeah it goes, <laughs> yeah. I got a touch. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you it's a, a tattoo to stun t- someone's t- wand t- out of their hand. was that? Nothing. I was talking about Harry Potter like I do sometimes alone. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hey! Oh, you had... You had, uh, you had Draco
7: Malfoy. You had Tom was, Felton on last no, night. Oh, no, I call him Draco. That's the way <laughs> he I... He loves that, I'm sure. That's the way I roll. I didn't have his, uh, he didn't have his blonde hair, though. He had natural color hair. And I asked him to do a spell, and he would not. That fucker. <laughs>
2: uh, seriously. <laughs> Seriously, fuck that shitty kid! Yeah, wow, yeah. I can't Come believe it. Here.
7: Actually, I'm an actor. Fuck you! You're a wizard and you're a bad one.
2: <laughs> Somebody cast a douchebag spell on you. Yeah,
7: right. <laughs> Actually, he was very nice. He was a a, he was doing. he was
2: really sweet. But I and but but to be fair, at the beginning of the interview, you did say I think you did say your favorite Harry Potter film was prison, The Prisoner of Ass Bandits.
7: Well, that's what. <laughs>
2: because it
7: is in that movie that everyone's sprawling it's awesome (laughs) honesty is
2: important yeah no it's very nice you remind me that my my favorite my favorite tattoos I've ever seen there were two tattoos that I I literally could not wrap my brain around uh, and one of them I saw in a book and uh, it was a guy had Popeye tattooed on his stomach but his dick was Popeye's dick. It was genius, that's and the, the proportions that's, that's worked out the way you yeah. would think Popeye's dick yeah. would be. <laughs> it was all squat and angry. That's how I think Popeye's dick would be, <laughs> until the spinach. Yeah, until yeah. the spinach, and then of yeah. course, then yeah. the, the battleship yeah.
6: inside. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: But Bluto, very small dick. That's why he's so angry. he's so angry.
7: Yeah. Like a yeah. Eunuch. Yeah. What was the other tattoo?
2: Then? The other tattoo was, and this is this is what I would call turning lemons into lemonade. This guy had a really ugly belly button, and so he tattooed a cat around it, so it looked like the cat's asshole. And <laughs> the cat was just kind of turning and looking at the viewer, like, oh, "I see you've noticed my melting asshole." Like it was, it was very fetching. And yeah, that, a- that really is making lemonade out. Yeah, kitty, kitty. yeah, kitty, kitty. <laughs>
5: My favorite thing about about Popeye is that every week he's just trying to save olive oil from being raped.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
6: I think that was everyone's favorite part. I think that was the concept. That was That's not That's not my favorite
2: part. (laughs) Me neither. Oh, I'm with I, the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, it's pretty cold out there in the Phantom Zone, huh, fuckers? <laughs> I didn't. I never
7: thought about that in Popeye. I thought, well, are you using an iPad as we're actually? It's do- up here.
2: I don't know. you are not the real deal, man. You're not fucking around. I am You're serious. I am Nate. I am not fucking around. I've, are I've, you tweeting right now? I'm not tweeting right now. Yeah, okay. I've opened Dropbox. It's not important. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I seriously don't know what that is. What is that? Dropbox is a really fantastic file syncing uh, application. So you know you don't have to. Wait, wait, wait! It I'm boring myself. No, don't no, do an It not.
6: gets better. No, no,
7: it's good. It's good. I get. It. I know what it is. Just... Really, I'm kidding. Oh, you do? No. Okay. No. No. No.
2: No. I, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I'm thrilled, I I really have wanted you on the podcast for a long time, and I, I was so excited when um, when I heard that you were coming to Adam Adam Savage's podcast uh, because yeah, yeah. I'm you, a big fan of Adam. Savage. Yes, yes, he's awesome. Uh, and uh, you that sounded sarcastic, but it yeah, was dead, awesome. actually yeah, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Home. I Something... get it, I get it. Yeah. No bit this safe, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. You did this. Uh, you did this really amazing monologue on the anniversary of your sobriety. Uh, I think in two thousand six. Um, and it was it blew me away because as somebody who's been... I've been doing stand up now for uh, almost eleven years and I've been sober for seven right. and it's very I have still haven't really found a way to make it funny but you, you know you managed to go from. You know, I, I, I woke up in a pile... Of, I woke up in my own urine, and in the next minute, you had people laughing, and that completely blew me away.
7: I was actually laughing when I woke up in my own urine. I, <laughs>
4: what, what
2: else well, can you Well, when I do? say...
7: It, I, I can't say 100% for sure it was my urine. Right, right, and right. right.
4: We
2: well, don't know. You
7: know, I mean, the, I woke up in urine. I, listen, I, I had those... I presumed it was
6: mine, but who's to say? I, listen, I, I, I had those It moments. was in Germany.
7: No, uh, it was...
2: Not. <laughs> You're lucky it was only urine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't it was, say
7: it was only
6: urine.
2: It was urine was. Oh my God! Yeah. If it was Germany. You're lucky some guy didn't come in with your dick in a frying pan, going, "Would you like breakfast?" Like you're so lucky. It could have gone. I way never worse. said that didn't happen. All right. I just, it was good.
7: <laughs> All I'm saying is that uh, I woke. Well, you see, the thing is uh, uh, about it for me is that I, I that particular uh, monologue that night was less about the anniversary of my sobriety and more about the fact that uh, Britney Spears was clearly having some kind of bipolar episode, mm-hmm. and everybody. You mean uh, as a life. No, well, I see. I I think that clearly, uh, you know, obviously she kind of comes and goes a little bit. I don't I don't know the woman at all, but she clearly was having some kind of mental breakdown, and it and it seemed to me the, the slightest bit inappropriate to, you know, it was like we you know we were talking earlier about the internet is that guy, right? Well, it was like the media was that guy going, oh, look, you're having a mental breakdown. And I think you know what? Shut the fuck up. She's going mad. Yeah. And I thought it was a little too much So I thought I would, you know Throw my tuppence in the other
2: way It, that's a, it, a, almost, uh, it almost made me feel bad Oh, that's that cute play money you guys Yeah, have That's right
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: Why I wouldn't give tuppence For your ideas about zombies <laughs> <laughs> Well, best go be sweeping the chimney <laughs> With a child <laughs> It's still legal I can't breathe, sir (laughs) That's right (laughs) It'll be better once you shed all your lung tissue Oh, that's a good lad (laughs) You've taken it too far What? You've taken it too far
7: It was a fake kid No, no, it was a real kid I was attached to that kid That kid was like a zombie to me
2: (laughs) We'll be right back after these important (laughs) messages Um... Yeah, that. Uh, and by the way, I, I feel bad because you made me, I mean, I do have a Britney Spears joke and I was just, I was watching your thing going, <laughs> gang, 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 No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't want to say that there's no such thing as a Britney Spears joke and I wasn't doing a
7: manifesto for anyone else. I wasn't saying, no, we shouldn't be laughing at her. Right. I just thought, you know, if you do a show every night, I, I mean, and I quote, when I first got the job, I was talking to Chris Rock and I met him with this thing. And said, drop. No, no, I, I, don't, I don't know him. I just met him. I was introduced to him, and he said, You're the guy that's taken over that show. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, and he's going to. And he said exactly this. He said, You're going to do that every fucking night.
2: Every fucking night. He likes to repeat and stuff. Yeah, he
7: does. And then in my dreams, it was like, I could hear him. It was like in a movie, he was going, Every fucking night. Every fucking <laughs> night. And what happens is, if you do a show every fucking night, can, happen- can we all do one as an audience yeah, 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 yeah. together? Ready?
2: So you're going to do a show every fucking night. night.
4: But what happens
7: oh, is you have to end up doing shows which you think are uh, you can live with yourself afterwards as opposed to go, oh, fuck it, it was a show, I'll fix it. You right. know, I, I, and I, and I, I wanted to start... It was kind of a... It's about making the show your own and saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Even if everyone else is doing that, and even if that's the way to go, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and find out whatever this looks like on me. It's going to be different. Um, and, and I feel more comfortable now doing that. It's kind of like, you, you know, uh, the movie Shawshank Redemption.
2: Yes, yes. Well, you know, I that, think it, TBS has it on a loop. Right, right.
7: Yeah.
6: <laughs> or Frank Darabont, the guy who made that, is making The Walking Dead. I'm just saying. Really?
7: <laughs> yes. Oh, no, really? wait. No, no uh, wait. There's, there's, like... But that, 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 well, his philosophy must be out of whack, because he's got to get busy living or get busy dying. But now, if
6: he's
4: making
7: The Walking Dead, it's like, get yeah. busy dying. Oh,
6: great. Is no. that same same concept. That, same concept. People surviving in a world full of zombies. On with your story. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... all right,
4: all right. Uh, that Oh, mean, yeah, I get it.
6: Oh, the man, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, we're very clever. Yeah, anyway, the, that. Is that, <laughs>
2: does that mean it's going to be narrated by, uh, by what's his name? Morgan is? Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Everything's right. better
7: narrated by Morgan Freeman.
2: And that night, I knew those zombies would have their revenge. <laughs> That's like the sisters took
5: a liking
3: to Morgan the zombies. Yeah, that's
2: right. I've got the corner on gay midget Morgan Freeman. It's a niche culture. Get busy living
3: or get busy dying.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna go time in my mailbox
7: now. <laughs> Andy Dufresne, a man who swam through a river of shit to be
2: free.
4: <laughs>
5: oh my God! Came out clean on the other side is the line. Yeah.
2: Oh my God! You guys, we're sitting on a million dollars here, at Dwarf Shank Redemption. We. reached
6: yeah. Oh fuck.
2: I'm sorry, I just have to go and make a phone call.
5: <laughs> it would be the tiniest chest. we just what? get Peter Dinklage to play everyone. Oh my,
4: my God.
7: God, he'd be amazing. Actually, that would be... I, the network said, so I don't know if you've had to look at the breakdowns
2: this year. But at, <laughs> we're looking, don't we're, tell me you have a breakout hit. Yeah, I do. Redemption. We're,
6: look, we're looking at a
2: prison show in the midget space. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we could just remake Oz. And then it really, (laughs) yes, not hilarious, but very
2: (laughs) nice. But it makes me, you know what, it makes me think that, you know, when you're talking about these these girls and the starlets and the, it's so funny the way, I mean, the media goes out of their way to build them up and takes great pleasure in tearing them down. And... They, you know, when, they, when, they, when a girl has a camera in her face at the age of 16 all the time and everyone's breaking down, of course she's going to go crazy. So why is the media always like, oh, I don't know how this happened. Yeah, well,
7: also the, the thing is as well to remember about, and I mean, no disrespect to 16-year-old girls, but they're all fucking crazy. Right, a right, 16-year-old, right. 60, I don't know if you remember high school. I suspect it was a trying time for some people here. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but the. 16-year-old girls are fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you add all that showbiz stuff to it. Well, of course you're going to get, you know, kind of Nutsville like that. So uh, Nutsville, by the way, is the name of another thing <laughs> I uh...
5: It's that new app on Facebook, Nutsville. Yeah, Nutsville. <laughs> it's like Farmville, people. Jesus. It's a social <laughs> networking site
2: for balls, okay? <laughs> um, so... So... <laughs>
4: I just I'm trying, seven new I'm trying to wrap my mind experience. around
2: that. Sometimes I'll say stuff like that and I'll go, that could fly. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, I also, you know, I wanted to talk for a little bit about uh, comedy in Scotland. <laughs> now I would like to talk about balloons. Balloons. Um, no I I can
7: I think I can talk I can talk about comedy in Scotland if it, it, the conversation you know takes us up until uh, I guess 1990 92 93.
2: Well I'm way. just cuz I, I okay well I was a little past that, but a few years after that I did go to the Fringe Festival all right at Edinburgh. And um, and it was it was amazing and I saw some really amazing shows but then I had no. I had never seen. I hadn't really seen a lot of Scottish people in their own environment. Mm. I could not understand. Like they, like not only the language, but the references were like, "Oh, where's it? Where are the Flatlanders at? Oh, here's some salt for you, gold hugger. I'm like, why are the Flatlanders? Why do you need salt?" What, see, what you've
7: run into there is a culture which is different from yours. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't
2: understand.
6: Uh, <laughs> Chris, yeah. that
2: guy in the Are you telling me that everyone from Scotland does not have a professional bowler for a father?
7: No,
6: not
2: at all. Interesting, you have just broadened my world yeah. view.
7: It's, it's like you're one of the sprawling zombies now.
2: <laughs> I, brought a, I brought a tape of... Uh, uh, it was actually a cassette tape of, of Billy Connolly, who I love.
7: That's a, the, f- the funniest man I think I've ever heard. But the, when Billy Connolly uh, when it was starting out in comedy, he... he uh, you know, he was making these big uh, wax cylinder type uh, vinyl albums that your kids probably don't
2: Watson, right. come in here, I need you! Come on in!
7: With the big, and the yeah. dog, and the big... In know, the ear, yeah, right. the dog with the ear. But we would uh, we would uh, listen to them. We weren't allowed to listen to them. You know, my parents wouldn't let me listen to that. He wasn't uh, super filthy, was he? Well, he would mention things like ladies' undergarments and pooping, <laughs> which, you uh-huh.
4: know, <laughs>
2: In the same breath,
5: Billy, Billy. it wasn't Germany, Chris. It was Scotland. <laughs> Billy Connolly.
6: Uh, he was German comedy
5: records. <laughs> I heard this story secondhand from uh, Norm Macdonald. Name drop. Uh, yeah. he, was, he said how Billy Connolly is really sweet, but he loves the Beverly Center. <laughs> so he can, he'll say to her, "Say, Norm, have you been to the Beverly Center? It's brilliant. They have an international
2: oh, yeah. food court." Yeah, it sounds like you really like that Beverly Center over there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I <think> you really. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Out of the Beverly Center? <laughs> right there.
5: Yeah, you gotta... be- they got an inter- You can have any food you want. Yeah, it sounds China. like they got a lot of
2: food over there at <laughs> that <laughs> Beverly Center. <laughs> 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 they don't. They don't got any of them wiener dogs in there, do they? <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey, gonna...
2: Impressions you thought
7: you'd never <laughs> oh, need. <my> <laughs> Man, that is a useless fucking skill you got right now. Yeah, like you can do. It oh, really? McDonald. You
2: haven't heard my Kevin McDonald. Oh well, maybe I'll just turn into my Kevin McDonald right now.
4: Whoa! Oh my god! Twenty Every years. Did you? Yeah. So you? So really did, when off. did you start yeah.
2: doing comedy? And uh, did you start doing stand-up, or were you like a sketch improv guy? What no, you no.
7: I, I I was a drummer in punk rock bands, but the, uh, the you can't get uh, any of the girls to notice you if you're the drummer. So I I, I want. Or to, a comic. Oh, no, I had, oh, no, really? you're playing the wrong places. No, the so, drummer,
6: uh, as a drummer, you have to, you have to move all the equipment after the show. You don't get to toss. Yeah, it yeah. You're
2: Jonah's good, a drummer too. So, right, you, guys right. so you, to, you know. Uh, that, yes, that, yes. That's right. a horrible existence. It is.
6: <laughs>
7: <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so what I wanted to do, what happened was the, the very, I was doing this, uh, there was a punk rock uh, festival in London. Uh, It must have been 1978, 79. And it was in this big art gallery. And it was was a lot of different punk bands from Scotland and, and, you know, all over the country. And we were all there in this big, posh art gallery. And all these Cockney punks were in the front row. And this is my first stand-up. And somebody said, Hey, uh, Craig, you're funny. And what they meant was I got drunk louder than everybody else. But they said, (laughs) Craig, you're funny. Go and introduce... Say some funny stuff to start off this festival. So I walked out and I, I, I thought... As many people do, I'll wear a comedy outfit and then, you know, <laughs> we'll see where we go from there. And so I walked out wearing a kilt and a, and a sort of sparkly uh, Liberace jacket, and I was so frightened that my knees were actually moving. You could see my knee moving. And all these cockney punks started going, his knees are fucking knocking. <laughs> the- and then he started chatting, his knees are knocking, his knees are knocking, his
2: knees. But what, 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 just the only want to stop you for a second uh, and just say that what you have to understand about comedy in the British Isles is that They fuck. They love to fuck with you. I didn't. I did the first time I did come there. Had the same experience. Yes, any slight thing, and they'll be like, ah, cunt, which is charming over there for some reason. (laughs) Well, it's a very different word. You have to
7: be careful with with the c word in America. Obviously, it it upsets a lot of people, and it's very dangerous and 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 controversial word. But in Scotland, the word cunt is actually kind of like, um, you know, pal. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you will. I mean, really, you would say about someone he's a lovely big
2: cunt, I mean, isn't he? Yeah. yeah,
7: Or you go, you cheeky cunt,
2: get out of here. I love that Scottish cartoon, the Anna Cunts. Uh, oh, was, really? Yeah, it was really good, <laughs> animated cunts. Yeah. Um, so, and then I explain it at the end. They're animated cunts. Yeah. I shortened it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. So, you, so you go up and your knees are knocking, and then they're. And no, they're, that was it. Yeah. Was
6: oh, that gone. was a good yeah, story. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then but a girl, you, a little girl said "cunt" twice on Good Morning America today. What? Yeah, some little girl. And now was... she
5: has eighteen thousand Twitter followers.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: really? Look, <laughs> like today I don't yeah. know why. Uh, yeah, Did Did that really looked, happened. Uh, on a
6: high school girl's Twitter? I didn't
5: look it up. Pat Oswald tweeted something with her name in it, and I clicked on it, and then it, oh, because wow. Pat
2: tweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know who it was. So you. uh... So then, you, you, you obviously started doing stand-up then, or did you take a break? For no, a while? I just
7: no, I just kept I kept doing it because I couldn't stay in bands long. Any band that was in, every, I would either get kicked out, or the, someone else would go to jail, or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, keeping a group of people together, you know, punk rock people, it doesn't really work very well. Right. So I ended up doing it, and it was a it was a profession which was very forgiving of uh, drunkenness and and tardiness. I mean, you know, yeah.
2: forgiving is a kind word. I would say maybe encouraging. Um,
7: no, I don't think they actually encouraged it. I think that um, the, the, they just would. I was the only person that would do it. Like um, the, in Scotland, uh, not a lot of people want to stand out from the crowd because you'll get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was too drunk to notice. I mean, really, I was. I think I was too drunk to notice what to know what I was doing for the first couple of years, and then by that time, I started making money, so I uh, kept going.
2: Did you? Did you ever have? Because I, I know I had this. Um, and as I am narcissistic, I'm gonna make it about me for a sec. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you kind of have that moment when you quit drinking, where you're like, "What if I'm not funny anymore? What if it was the booze?" I have that moment. There, right there, I've had it again. I, <laughs> right there, I, I was like, it, "It. That every
7: day it arrived. It, it just it, like I every. I probably have that thought more than I actually fart. I mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, again, again right
2: yeah, 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 yeah. that's right.
7: Yeah, that was good. No, no, that, that was—I was fine there. I just farted. Oh,
5: well, that was yeah. the fire
2: part? Yeah, that's was good. Get the oil, paints! <laughs> <laughs> call back. That was a callback. call. back. have all been a party that, that, to a call back.
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> so when, at, at what point did you? Because I know uh, you talked a little bit about this backstage when Adam was here, and, and I. Uh, but you said you were really good friends with Peter Cook. I was, yeah. Peter Cook
7: was. Uh, I, I I'd written a, a script. Uh, Peter Cook, who I I
2: loved more than any other of that. Particular if, if you're an story. American, you don't know Peter Cook is a brilliant British comedian. If, if a lot of American people know him as the the Pontiff from Princess Bride, that marriage is a beautiful thing. Uh, Peter Cook was, yeah, that was probably was the
7: least interesting thing he ever did, but he,
2: he was uh, with Dudley Moore, the clean type. Yeah, no, he was that.
7: fantastic, very, very funny. I, I, I mean, a, a very, very wild mind, and um, he—I uh, wrote a, a script because uh, you know for Channel Four in Britain, which is kind of like I don't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> oh, thank you. Oh no, no,
6: no, no. Channel yeah, Four is that's, that's good.
7: It's experimental. They do. Oh, Okay, Thank you, thank you. All right, so. Um, I wrote this script for, and I thought I'll send it to Peter Cook to see if he'll be in it. And he he actually he followed comedy. This is even really before this is before the internet. He was just aware of young comedians, Mm and uh, and he agreed to play my father in this uh, in this thing. He was a notorious drunk Peter. He had this house up in Hampstead. So I went to meet him for the first time. I got the call from his agent. You have to go and meet Mr. Cook. And I went up to his house in Hampstead and rang the doorbell. Uh, and he came on, this was on a Monday morning, about 11 o'clock, and he came on the intercom and he said, who is it? <laughs> and I said, it's uh, Craig Ferguson, Peter, I've come to talk to you about the show. And he went, ah, oh, yes, come on in. <laughs> Breakfast is in the fridge. <laughs> and I went inside, the, the door clicked open, I went inside and it was a big tall house and I, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. And he was right up at the top of these things, the kitchen was right inside the front door. And I, I looked up, he was wearing a toweling robe. The first part of I saw of I saw him was his cock. And, he, uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, good morning. And he went, good morning. And I said, uh, right, he said, breakfast is in the fridge. And I, I went to the fridge and the only, I opened the fridge door and there were only two uh, cans of hard cider. Uh, uh, sort of a real alcoholic beverage called Strongbow. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's kind of a street drunk beverage. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a real... Uh, and so there were two cans of that. And so I shouted up to Peter, Peter, I can only see two cans of cider. And he said, I repeat, breakfast <laughs> is in the fridge. And he came downstairs and, and we drank the... It was the first time I'd get drunk in the morning. It was... It's... Uh, look, if you're an alcoholic, there's nothing better. I, uh,
2: <laughs> it that, that really gets, takes the
7: edge off. Oh, the I see that sweating all day, worrying about when am I going to start drinking? It <laughs> removes all that. Yeah, it does. You just get stuck
2: right and right away. Well, you know, because a lot of people think that the reason that you get hung over is because you're dehydrated, and it's not. The, the reason is... You, you're, you're flooding with your body with so many toxins that it's an immediate withdrawal when you stop. And so right. when you have that, that, that eye-opener, yeah. you're, you're immediately sating the, that sort of, you know... The, Whatever you say,
7: college, all yeah. I knew is... <laughs>
2: all I knew is it made me feel very, very pleasant. I'm going to yeah. bore the drunkenness right out of you. <laughs> so uh, so how long so you guys became pretty good friends? We became uh,
7: reasonably good friends. I mean, he was a comedy giant, and I was this whip at his, at his heels, but he was very, very nice to me and, uh, and you know sadly, he, he uh, kind of you know passed on from alcoholism yeah. a couple of years later, but he was a very, very nice man and, and such an odd. Uh, kind of surrealist uh, and, and I, he, he, was, he was very, very, it was a surprise to me. Up until that point I had loathed the English establishment the Oxford and Cambridge establishment I had I'd been brought up to believe that these people were the enemy and he, he was certainly of that and extremely seditious in his thought. He told me about a, a time very early in his career because he hated the royal family and uh, he got this uh, call from when he was getting very famous as, uh, you know, with Dudley Moore mm-hmm. and not only, but also he got a call one day. He, said, he told me the story. He said, I got a call one day from uh, the phone rang and I heard this voice saying, this is the equerry of his Royal Highness Prince Charles. And he went, oh yes. He said, yes, uh, but the, the, his Royal Highness is a great fan of your work. He's wondering if you were free for dinner uh, on the 17th. He said the 17th of March or the 17th of April. He said. Uh, the 17th of March. He said, so what I did, Craig, is I got the telephone directory and I, I flipped it next to the phone to make it sound like I was looking through my diary. And I said, ah, the 17th of March. I find I'm watching television that <laughs> evening. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking balls. That's uh, ball you ball know what I mean, that- and I, I i I always I always kind of thought Peter had that fearlessness I mean uh, he had many other demons that that came after him, but he was uh, fearless in the in the in the face of pomposity and and uh, an undeserved recognition and i and I kind of I, if I have anything that I would try and aspire to in my life, it is to be like that, to, to say, you know, uh, OK, I, I, I don't care how powerful you are. I'm going to have a go. Yeah. Um, it, it eventually, of course, will destroy me. But, I, uh, <laughs> but I'll, have, I'll, I'll get a few laughs on the way, I think.
2: Well, I want, to, uh, I want to continue on that thought for a second, but we have to pause for a quick uh, uh, sponsorship break. Uh, I'd like to invite out our good friend, Nerdist Podcast friend, uh, Mr. Sam Levine, is here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're introducing some sponsorships on the podcast.
0: Chris, Chris, yes. Chris, we talked about this. Sorcerer, Sam Levine. One more
2: time. Oh, uh, wow. Sweet. It's got the scepter there. I'll do some sound Um, effects for you. Thank you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Sorcerer Sam Levine.
0: (laughs) Audible.com is the interweb's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming. Oh. If someone had the power to say, charm a book into the gift of speech, this is exactly what it would sound like. You'll find yourself effortlessly bree- breezing through over 75,000 titles to choose from, like you're some sort of kind of dark wizard controlling the elements with your mouse-shaped wand. What's that? You say there's a book you cannot find? Well, you are a filthy orc and liar! Wow. Will yourself over to www.audiblepodcast.com slash nerdist. Post haste! If you sign up for a free trial, your computing device shall be imbued with a free audiobook. Might I recommend some of my favorites, such as Belgarth the Sorcerer by David Eddings, or perhaps even The Sorcerer of the North, Ranger's Apprentice, Book 5 by John Flanagan.
2: Do you have a book that is not a sorcerer in the title?
0: But some other ones? <laughs> How about uh, Shadow Mancer? That's way JT weirder. Taylor. That is way weirder. Magical notes and uh, magic, spelled with a K here. Okay. Uh, this bestowance only valid in the realms of the United States and the maple dwellers of Canada.
2: Sam, I, no, no one said you had to dress like a sorcerer. <laughs> I mean, just FY information.
0: Mm-hmm. You think this is pretend, huh, Hardwick? Pretend. Well, you've made yourself an enemy here today. Next time you slumber, I shall find you in your dreams and shit on your soul! <laughs> I'm not, not exactly sure how I'm going to invade your dreams, but the logistics are a little confusing. I have a spreadsheet in my car that would help clear things up, but I forgot to bring it in. Sam Levine the sorcerer! Sam Levine, everyone! Oh, nice. Star of
2: Inglorious Bastards and Freaks and Geeks. I'm. See, it was
6: funny, and we got to learn about an interesting new product.
2: That's right, and I'm sure Audible won't have a problem at all with all the soul shitting talk that surfaced.
6: They know what they signed up for. They signed <laughs> up, right?
2: I don't think they know what they signed up for.
6: Uh, can I just. Uh, that was a real thing? Yeah. I was... <laughs> Yes, that was a real human. So you have sponsors like Coca-Cola. Right? No, no,
7: no, I don't have I have sponsors like Viagra and uh, what's that one that makes you Viagra. To, yeah, Adorable. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's either boner pills or sleep meds. That's what's on my show or what's the other the Only if they could right combine
6: those two pills. <laughs> I could sleep. Hey,
2: hey, hey, hey.
7: Heroin, Junior.
2: Hey. <laughs> He's oh. young. He
4: doesn't know.
2: Yeah. He's young. What's wrong with you oh, kids? Hipster, oh. Hipsters don't know from heroin. They like absinthe. They don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I thought I'd try a sponsorship on the show so I could start paying these nerds over here or something. They've been working for free for 21 episodes so 22. far.
4: 22.
2: All hey. right. Well, that was shitty of you. There's uh, one in a can.
4: Yeah.
2: What in the can?
7: (laughs) Awesome. You should write on my show. I'm serious, really. See
2: Um, you fuckers later. We're a package deal. We're a package deal. Matt, don't shit on us until you sign something. Trust me. Okay. Too late. Uh, Fuck it. You're fired. (laughs) I still got a job here, right, Chris? (laughs) Not so much. Uh, Oh, I could never stay mad at that cherubic face. Wow, this is like a play. <laughs> I tried, tried to
6: grab his he, he can't, he can't. It it's too hard. Oh, here it is. That was for us. Let's
2: move on. No, I want to see you guys wiggle out of this one.
6: <laughs> his knees are knocking, his knees are knocking. <laughs> you, your, uh, your join or die tattoo, is yeah. that, did you get that after you gained citizenship?
7: Yeah, it, I uh, I wanted to uh, have something on me which was as painful as the exam. Uh, what is the citizenship exam like? It's actually pretty easy. It's like, you know, do you like gum? Yes. Do you hate Al-Qaeda? Yes. You're in. <laughs>
4: <end>. Wow. <laughs>
6: One out of two ain't bad. i would be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, if it, uh, let's talk about your show for a sec because it... What's amazing to me, and, and the thing... Like, when you first took over the show... Of course, I knew you from the Drew Carey Show. Right. By the way, that was a, that must have been a fun show. Drew's a sweet guy. Sure, it was amazing. fine. Yeah, it was all right, you know. <laughs> nah, it was. It was fine. It was fine. It was. It was a lot of fun. So how did you how did you go from the Drew Carey Show to getting... Cause you know, like network show. Network shows are usually like, we're gonna try to hire the biggest star we can find. Like, what? Yeah. And I was the biggest one they could get. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fair enough. <laughs> no, it, what happened
7: was that, you know, uh, very famously, Craig Kilborn left to. Uh, he left The Late Late Show to uh, pursue uh, movie and TV projects. Well, now Kilby's
2: coming back, <laughs> according to the TV commercials. Yeah. And. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I never even said anything. You just you projected onto me your own that fucking was, bitterness. That was in their it minds. Was just,
7: that's not my that burn. I'm cool? I'm it's fine. fine.
2: It's to, good. Be, to be fair, you did put "fucking" in front of bitterness, but it, it's fine. That was there. That was their hey, thing. If
7: you don't put "fucking" fucking bitterness, then
2: you don't mean it <laughs> properly, what,
7: But no, I I, I was doing the Drew Carey show, and then uh, and then I go, it went away. You know, uh, like I, I lost the job. I was. What do you kids call it? Fired? Fired? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't fired, but the show ended and. I didn't have anything else to do. Uh, and then I, I was doing this uh, independent movie in Canada, in Winnipeg, uh, you know, and it's, that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah, Winnipeg? Well, Winnipeg, uh, gets really cold, and you can't go out, and that was the time. That was a, a pretty low point in sobriety. That was when I was in the hotel room on my own for you know, about a month, I shaved my entire body. Uh, <laughs> so I had nothing else to do. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just looked like a giant baby. I would scare
1: myself in the mirror. <laughs>
7: Hey, man, when you can fucking scare yourself as a
2: giant baby, that's how how you know you're alive. That's right, living the dream.
7: But then I got this call that they were trying out all these different people for the the Late Late Show. We're
2: looking for a giant hairless baby.
7: I was like, this is the one. I'll be able to stand out. I'll be the big Scottish baby. And they tried out a lot of people and and then eventually gave me the job. And I'm very grateful for it. I I mean, actually, when I started out at the very beginning... Uh, very I, I thought it would be kind of a lark, and I met Peter LaSalle and uh, Michael Nadis, who who you know Peter is the executive producer of the show, and Michael produces it and they they, they run things and i uh, Michael introduced me to Peter, who had worked you know forever in television and is a legend and was the producer of the tonight show mm-hmm. and um with you know Johnny Carson, who did not not so badly at it and uh, <laughs> You know, I, I don't know how it's doing now. He was in the, he, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter was in the
2: late shift. Peter was in the late shift. Right, right, or, yeah. right.
7: Actually, early on in the show, the actor that played Peter in the late shift, we would get in in sketches to play Peter in uh, sketches.
2: <laughs> oh, it's As, genius.
7: Yeah, it was great. Unfortunately, it was the first year of the show. And none of you fuckers was watching, so you never saw it. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, but we used to do that. But Peter said to me, uh, I, I, I said to when I met him, I said, thanks for letting me do this. This before I went on the show. I said, thanks for letting me do this. This should be a lark. And he said, no, this is not a lark. I want you to take this seriously. He said, uh, uh, he said, I have one discernible skill. He said, it's finding people like you. And if I'm right, you are lightning in a bottle, and this is the thing you should be doing. And I thought, you're out of your... Fucking mind, yeah. And then I was, and then I was on the the stage for about, you know, when you walk out and the paid audience, you know, yeah. pretends to be happy to see you, and you you feel a little bit like Johnny Carson for a minute. I thought, fuck, it, he's right. I am made for this. I love this, and I kind of have been in love with it ever since. I I I do love doing it. I don't.
2: I don't love every second of every show, but nearly all of it, all the time. What, what sort of what sort of drove you? Because a, a lot of, I mean, I feel like it's part of the problem with uh, some of the some of the late night shows. Hmm. Um, is that they're they're some of them feel a little soulless. Uh, and I'm not going to say which one, but uh. Uh, but uh, but the, Carson <laughs> Daly. I but, know, I know, uh, Carson Daly. Uh, very
6: good, very good. <laughs> TRL,
2: it's a, a TRL <laughs> Spot
4: on Spot on
2: uh, It's getting hot in here to take up all your clothes um, So uh, There's this kind of a soulless disconnect And it's like you say this and then this person says this And you say this and this person says this And I feel like as a society we're evolved enough to, Like in the 70s or the 60s or 50s I'm sure that dazzled people They're, like, They're having a conversation yeah. But we know enough about how stuff works now that we know that it's not really a conversation, but you... Kind of broke that and clearly said, "I'm just going to talk to people." I don't know. I don't know if I
7: quite agree with that. I think. I think that the the format existed. Uh, the the format that I do existed for a long time. I think it existed in radio. I think Jack Parr was doing it in the Tonight Show. I think it existed in the fifties and the early sixties. I, I don't think it was television. I think it was the the publicists of the stars that were going on the show were so protective of the people. A lot. This is before TMZ when you could have a fucking secret, but you can't have any secrets anymore. Right.
2: But, but they they had they, they had to keep yeah all these... harvey and that sippy couple get yeah, you yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't hide
7: but they but so they what they did was they started building these protected conversations i actually think it probably came from the publicists more than the actual hosts of the show but it became uh it became the standard thing to do and what i uh when i realized i was doing it every fucking night was that I realised I couldn't do this every night. I couldn't do it. I would lose my. I would quit. I would mm-hmm. do something stupid. I would do. I would do something self-destructive in order to be fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started doing that, and it began to become popular. I began to do self-destructive things like tearing up the notes and talking to the people outside of what they had asked me to talk about, and they responded like I was really talking to them. And what happened was, as I realised, as I got. Further into it to get back to the uh, Shawshank Redemption thing that we went off of, mm-hmm. that you know that thing. Thanks a lot. the uh,
2: <laughs> He's right. We, uh, we went uh, off it.
7: Uh, uh, see, we're and going she off said. it again. We're going off it again. <laughs> so, well, I, you know that at the end of the uh, the movie, when the parole board, every time they go to Morgan Freeman, the, he has to. Give some reason as to why he should be paroled, and he always gives Do out, you
5: think you're rehabilitated? Right,
7: exactly, and he makes up some stuff. And then the, the last that's one That's a bullshit said, world. Yeah, yeah, and then he just says, fuck you, I don't care. He says to the parole board, fuck you. Don't, let me go, don't let me go, I don't fucking care. You, fuck you. But then, you know, when he finally stops trying, it works. And really, I think, for me in the show, that that's what it became about. It's like I stopped trying to do it their way. I, and I... And I I stopped trying to do it there, where which began a certain run of freedom which is difficult to hold on to because people get... And I'm not talking about just the the executives or the guests or the publicists or anyone else, but even viewers of the show, loyal viewers of the show, they want things to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that. And they get a little cross at me sometimes. They get angry at me, like, why can't you have the soundboard machine or the puppets or the thing? And I go, because I fucking moved on. And And, I, and even although that upsets you, I have to because if I'm not happy doing the show, I'm not going to fucking do it. But
2: they'll get used and to that's, the, that's it, But they'll you know. get they'll get used to the new thing, though.
7: Right, exactly. And and even although even although I want people to like it, and I do want them to. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I want to be liked. I'm a performer. I want your approval. Right. But I but I won't do it at the at the expense of my fucking sanity. I won't. I right. won't. I, you won't fucking see me on Celebrity Rehab. You won't fucking see me. You know, I will not play the fucking game. I won't. Especially and, and every
3: fucking night. <laughs> every
7: fucking night, you can't. You can't. Every fucking night, you can't. I won't play. And sometimes it makes me mad. I wish I could. I, I wish I could do it sometimes. I really wish I could fucking be okay with it and it would be easier. But fuck it. Because I I, I want to be able to to look back at it at some point and go, yeah, that fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Rather, and, and to think of it the way... You know, when, when Peter with the, uh, Peter Cook with the, the equerry for, for Prince Charles, like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the way I want it to be. So, as soon as I find myself too comfortable
2: in what the show is doing, we're changing. Well, how do you keep that fresh? Because if, if you're, you know, if you're constantly... Coffee. If you're constantly... <laughs> If you're constantly on the move, like, do, you ever, do you ever just kind of get to a point where you're like, I am out of change energy? or? Well, no, you, 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 you don't change it just to change it. You just genuinely
7: move on when it's time to genuinely move on. You don't say, I've got to change it because I've been doing it too long, because mm-hmm. that's playing the fucking game too. Okay. You know, so what, you, what I feel I have to do is do it until I'm done and move on. And, and I don't know when that's going to be. There's a transition going on at the show right now. I'm not sure what it is. It's something to do with me wearing sneakers. And, <laughs> and I know that sounds like nothing, but it's not nothing. I mean, one of the biggest things that happened in the show for me is that I stopped buttoning my jacket. And I started to feel more comfortable. And tiny little things like that accumulate. It's very, very strange. It's a very odd thing to do. Um, like that or a robot sidekick. I like a robot sidekick. I think it's metaphorically, it tells you what I think about the state of the late it's night genius. genre. It's, yeah. a, it's a sprawling zombie standing next to me. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's a robot that will do whatever the fuck I want it to do. And, and that think, robot's not going to get a
2: metaphor, Craig. Gonna go, yes! And the, the worst thing that robot's going to do if he gets self-aware is try to get his own development deal. Right, like he's exactly. not going to try to... <laughs> i not going to try to take over the world. Actually, I found him looking through the breakdowns of the studio there.
6: <laughs> that robot wants to live his life out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's get wasted. That's fantastic. So what, what do you, where do you see the show going next? They're like, do you, do you know, or do you, is it just sort of spontaneous? You're just going to show up and go like, today I feel like doing this, so I'm going to do it. Or is any of it planned? I'd like to have some money.
7: Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I don't mean money for me, although that would be nice But I mean, I'd like to have some money to There's been a lot of stuff I'd love to have done in the show And we just can't afford it Uh, There there are filmed pieces that the other guys get to do There are little movies, little kind of uh, videos Little uh, things that would be a lot of fun to do But we seriously have no fucking money Mm -hmm. I mean, the the whole puppet thing that was huge in the show We spent maybe a hundred bucks on puppets. This is a fucking network television show, we're <laughs> uh, I th- I, We do not even buy the puppets. I think we, we u- I used one puppet, and the puppet company went fucking hell. Oh, great! And they sent all the puppets they had to us. <laughs> I said, "Please use this. Look, we've got a
2: hippo. He can dance." And uh, when, you, when you took the when you took the job, were you like? Ah, network. Why maybe we'll do some shows from the jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
7: No. No. Can we have puppets? (laughs) No, you can't you can have puppets if they're cheap. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, and that—that's. I'd love to be able to do some some different uh, things, but we, we just don't have the resources to do that right now. So that's okay. The, we, and then we'll do it another. Way. I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful for the show. I'm not. I I love it, and I and I love the fact that I have. That's it.
2: not. It just sounds like you care about your work, which I is, do.
4: Which yeah, is good. I, I
7: do. I, I want it to be entertaining. And I want it to be good, and I want it. I want to be proud of it. That that's. That, and other than that, I'm I'm very easy to get along with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously, you know, now you're doing some stand. Now you're doing stand-up dates, and and what was. What did that just as someone who hasn't gotten to the place yet where like ah I'm going to do a 3500 seat theater and I'm sure there'll be more than 50 people there. <laughs> so like what did like what what did that transition feel like? Did it kind of happen all at once or did you was no, it like no, no, 500 no. people and then 1000 people and then 1800? Yes, I mean, and actually
7: less than 500 when I started going back to doing stand up and I hadn't done it all the time I was on the Drew Carey show that I uh I started out uh, at uh, Tommy T's Steakhouse and Comedy Club in Pleasanton, California. Right? Uh, steak, <laughs>
2: well, that, the, all those, words, comedy, all way, those yeah. words together are, are a bunch of win yeah, right yeah, yeah. there. Pleasanton I, steak, I, Tommy T's. Yeah,
7: no, it was good. It was, it was, it was going right back to uh, playing the clubs again, and I did them for a year, eighteen months. I played the clubs, and then we got a little bit bigger venues and a little bit bigger, and and as the show. Uh, became a little more popular. The venues got a little—you uh, know—I didn't have to play such small places, or I could play bigger places and and hope to fill them, or at least get a respectable crowd. And what it does do, what the most interesting thing out of all of this uh, for me, it was observing how the world changed, um, in the sense of people that would come to the show. Everyone who comes to the show... Initially, the people who came to the show were people who only watched broadcast television. Mm-hmm. So that it was all... Uh, it was really the predominantly the audience was women who were over the age of 35. That was really all of it coming out. And, and what I think they, they understood uh, right away from the show is that I didn't hate them
4: mm-hmm.
7: and that I wasn't going to patronise people who weren't 18 to 24-year-old boys. And that, I think, was such a fucking surprise to that group of people, that they came out to see me. And as the show got more popular, the demographic of the audiences changed in the sense that it broke down into different areas. And now, like I was in Vegas two weeks ago, I'd say maybe, I I can't take an exact count, but I would say 50% of the audience is under 40 years old. And, and, uh, And the people who are under 40 and the people who are under 30 years old, none of these people have seen a full show. None of them. Really, they haven't seen a full show. They see a YouTube clip or a, or a, an internet clip, and they they pick and choose when they want to watch. You're very it. popular on the YouTubes, Craig. Well, it's, but it's interesting to me. It's not. I don't know how long this thing will last. Where people sit down with a suit and tie on and watch a full hour of TV, including commercials. I right, think right. that. I think what happens is they watch whatever. Like, uh, if you want to see, um, look. If I'm interviewing. Um, Susan Boyle,
2: which I've never had the pleasure. But imagine I'm interviewing
7: Susan Boyle, or I'm interviewing uh, Draco
2: Malfoy, right? Uh, Boy, the, can I just say, and I talked about this on Web Soup. I always get Susan Boyle and actor Cal Meany mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Like the two of them. I think that's. I think. <laughs> I get. A although, up. I, although I disapprove, I understand. But, um,
6: <laughs> He's got a great voice, though. He is he, amazing. He,
7: no, 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 no. Colmini? No no. no, no, no. He can't sing at all. Really? I know, really? Co- know Colmini. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a terrible singing voice. Well, Susan Boyle yeah, was
5: and really it's, it's, good it's, on D Space Nine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, no,
7: yeah. no, no. She She's knows nothing hair. of. Oh, oh Conair! she was, was good in She was nice. great in
2: Con
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
7: that was,
2: that was I actually don't corvette. know Call Meany. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was weird. That was one of those weird plausible lies. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. don't I really just get... realized
7: I said that, and I, it's plausible that I would know Call Meany, but yeah. I don't. You're... It's like, on Mythbusters, does
2: he know Call Meany? Yeah. I let's check. <laughs> you totally... You're...
5: We yeah. gotta might... do a scale model first of you and Khawmini, I... yeah. <laughs> And then they move on to the big. Oh, part. that's right. Before they go full
7: size. Or if it was the first season, you could have that woman that used to be on it oh. "Oh yes, there was a time when the ancient Egyptians, <laughs> you see, said, is is and Craig Ferguson knew means. each
2: other at the time of the pharaoh." <laughs> <laughs> there was a You trying to remind me that a friend of mine, my roommate, and one of my roommates in college, did that. He would do these plausible lies and. He would, he, would, he would prank call people, but there was no, like... It, was, he wouldn't, it wasn't like he was prank calling bowling centers going, Do you have 16-pound balls? How do you keep your pants up? Click. It was more like... I worked in a bowling center. Um, it was more, he would call people... You should write for my show. <laughs> Here's the one joke. I don't think we can play this. Every fucking night. Yeah. Um, but he would literally just call people, like at random, just dial a number, and they'd answer, and he'd go, Hey, it's me and they would just assign whoever they thought he was. Yeah. And he, he, would, he would just kind of give little bits of information. He would start off going, uh-huh, yeah, oh yeah. And then he would start to get more and more, almost to challenge himself to see how tangled in their lives he could get. <laughs> and it was really, really fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's actually a pathology, I think you think, you think so? Yeah, I think so That's kind of like What the fuck? What are you doing that for? One time I saw him in the bathroom And he shaved his body naked Do you know anyone like that? All right That um...
4: Saturdays, Chris Mad, days.
7: Man, man I, I, li- this was meant to be my night off And he fucking ambushes <laughs> me <laughs> Yeah, man too, nerdist <laughs> <laughs>
2: Someone make that shirt. <laughs> Do you know David Tennant? Sure, why not?
4: Okay. Uh. <laughs>
7: I like the I like the new guy. I've got to say,
2: I Matt like, Smith. Matt Smith. I think yes, he's Matt very, very, very good. doing a wonderful, very good, yeah. wonderful job. I yeah. I was so broken inside when Tennant's character, like they like, when, when he regenerated. Listen,
7: it's a fucking fact, man. He's a time lord. He regenerates. Just fucking deal with it, okay? <laughs> it's, so going fucking, go? it's going to fucking happen. Yeah, no, you all these people in there, yeah, this one's
2: the best of all. Well, shut up. He's a fucking time lord. He's right. going to
7: regenerate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's make bumper stickers that say, don't get attached to a Time Lord. Exactly. (laughs) He's still the doctor. He is. I've decided
5: that James Bond is a Time Lord. What? That that explains how they... they, (sighs) See? Thank you. James Bond is a Time Lord working for the British government, and he regenerates. That's why he...
2: You blew my fucking mind right now. George Blase and me... That's actually awesome. I'm George Lazenby gets you. shot. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery. Yep.
4: <laughs> nice.
2: Oh, I'd better put on a different outfit
4: now. That's oh. oh. uh, right.
2: I am the last of my kind.
4: And that's why
5: uh, and that's why I, it, it, I, I reached your people there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah. Diamonds Are Forever, that's why Sean Connery comes back. He's just in a different time. He's just in the '70s. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah,
7: dude, right. dude, dude, it was good. It was great. That's enough.
2: Know, Let it go, know. man. It's a great it's thing.
4: All right. Time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you heard yes. Leave the room. <laughs> did, I ever, did I ever talk about my Flintstones Jetson theory on this? Go ahead. Podcast? No. Yeah,
6: that's a great
2: theory. Uh, excuse me. Where are we talking about Doctor Who? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, technically, these two shows take place at different times. Uh, my theory is (laughs) that the Flintstones actually predates the... Je- that, that, no, that, that's actually how it's presented.
6: Um, my theory <laughs> is that... I think that the Flintstones are cavemen. <laughs>
2: <They're> <laughs> pre- Why are you taking it too far? My theory is that they're just like the Honeymooners. Deal with it! Um, my theory is that the Jetsons <laughs> predates the Flintstones Yeah, it's and awesome. that there was some sort of weird robotic takeover and that everyone got sent back to the Stone Age.
5: It was As the cogswell cogs spacely sprocket War.
2: No, there was a Sprocket War and and they, the, the robots, um, the robots, oh, I'm getting nerd excitement. The robots, you you genuinely are. You know what's
7: weird? You know what's weird? It's been a long time, but I feel myself e- itching just to oh my beat God. the shit
4: out of I you right know. now.
6: <laughs> oh, come from the guy that was just... I about... don't know why. I just want to
2: hurt you. It's, yeah. I want to hurt you, you want know, to keep on talking about yeah, Dr. Yeah, Who. Yeah, just yeah. like, tell me about it, <laughs> tell me about it. No, no, I'm a pussy, you're right, I'm a pussy. Uh, <laughs> as long as I have you, bag full of 2,600 cockroaches. Um, oh, 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 pitfall. It's just you and me tonight. <laughs> but, but my theory is, my theory is that... The robots uh, cloned the dinosaurs to to kill mankind, but men men prevailed, and so that's why man and dinosaur co. And that's why there are these smart dinosaurs that complain about their fucking jobs in the Flintstones, because because of the Jetsons war.
7: I don't I don't remember the dinosaurs complaining about the jobs. I remember a toucan that could be used as a record player, but he didn't complain, about it. complain he did about it. He well, just did it. Well, yeah, again.
2: but the, but the mini mammoth vacuum cleaner, you think you've got problems? Just shut up and vacuum, all right? You're all lucky right. you're allowed in the house.
6: Yeah, even Dino can't stay in the house.
2: Yeah. Dino gets booted out at the night. Because he doesn't work. He just fucking mooches off Fred and then locks him out of the fucking his house that Fred slaves for. The his house? The his house,
5: yeah. Right.
6: Was, that, was that a line from uh, Viva Rock Vegas?
2: <laughs> no, that was from the Flintstones, bitch. All right. Um, we've gone off the rails here a bit. Um... <laughs> You're a Who fan from way back in the day, though. I love Doctor Who, yeah,
7: I do. I, I actually, I didn't watch it for 35 years, and then I uh, started watching it again recently, and uh, it's uh, still pretty much the same. And, uh,
2: no, it's <laughs> the, no, the same, but it used to look
7: like Black Box Theater, and uh, you you got, know, a rubber it, mask. No, man, out. it was when I was a kid, uh, it this, I was scared the shit out of me. I mean, it was just terrifying. The Daleks, because I lived in, in a house with no stairs. Now, you imagine Daleks coming in. <laughs> With no stairs, yeah. Where the fuck are you gonna go when the Daleks come to your house and there are no stairs? Well, now they now they now they hover. Like now they, now they you have propulsion. You
0: living
2: in Holland and Daleks showed up. They're going to run to the top of that windmill.
7: Yeah, exactly. No, they can't. Daleks are just their little...
2: But now that now they have a propulsion... Now they have oh, a
7: propulsion yeah. Yeah, back system. Then, back then, they didn't. They were just, you know... Um... You Daleks were
5: inferior, old man. <laughs> hey!
7: Hey! Why are you kidding? Back then, our Daleks...
5: The Daleks, the Daleks needed... The Daleks right, needed right, everything Alex. handicaps accessible. That's what they
2: needed. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Handicap, Handicap ramps. Yeah. I'm, I am supposed to be able to park in front of this building. <laughs> You know, they were, the Daleks were... Big, what? The Daleks,
7: that voice and the whole look of the Daleks, it was about the Nazis. It really? Was, yeah, it was, a, it was like 20 years after the war in Britain, the people, who, the people who were developing Doctor Who and working on it at that time were, had been kids during the Blitz in London. And the, the big, you know, the scary monster, obviously to them, was the Nazis. So the, they had this weird kind of voice. That's what's almost German. Oh, my and, God. Was. They, they would talk like this. And then there was the black Dalek costumes like the S.S. And it was like really, I mean, it's really about the SS and about. That was really good. I can roll with you guys. I got it.
6: (laughs) Doctor Who. What I love about the early stuff is how sprawling it is. You fucking asshole Yeah,
2: that's right. (laughs) Wait, let's see. Let let me see. Let me see if this works. I don't know if this is gonna work, but I really don't. Oh no, yet. You don't even know what it is. I think you said, oh yeah. Yeah. It's tree penises. It's (laughs) what. Yes, I put a Trinus on my site today. <laughs> yes. I, think, I think this app might take take too long to blow up because you have the perfect Dalek voice, um, but I... Uh, but I, I have a better one, well, which no, I'm going I to shame a, you but with. But no, not at all. I just have, right. to, I just have to use... Um, here we go. All right. Exterminate Craig Ferguson. Exterminate. Wait for it. Wait for it. This will almost be worth it.
4: <laughs> Jeez. Exterminate! (laughs)
5: Exterminate! Craig Ferguson! Exterminate!
2: Yeah, that was really nice. uh, Didn't really pay off the way. Well, there goes this show. Yeah. Yeah.
7: It's going pretty well for a while, though.
6: It went pretty well for a while. Would you be at all interested in taking over as host?
7: You bet I would.
6: (laughs) Oh, my God, a coup!
7: (laughs) That's right. Off you go, Imelda. You're done here.
4: (laughs) Take your shoes. Yeah, take your shoes shoes, and fuck off,
2: bitch. Boy, can you imagine what she'd be like now with Zappos.com? Oh, she has so many shoes. They should be a sponsor. I just promoted their fucking site. Um... You you know I, I had coffee with you at the at the farmers market. Oh yeah, and, um, and and obviously people people come up to you. and You're very gracious to your fans. Very gracious to your fans. Well, they, you know, we're not going to be be an asshole to them. I've like, <laughs> seen people like kind of brush people. Well, off. They're, they're assholes to do that. That's ridiculous. But because you're a nice guy, you think that. But I found um, because you're a nice guy, you think that. <laughs> That's why. You essentially just repeated my sentence, Matthew. Yeah. I loved it. Mean, it
5: was enjoyable.
2: You want
7: to write for my show. <laughs> Because you seem to have the trick.
2: <laughs> I, I actually, I, because you're so gracious to your fans, I, I found online, um, this kid uh, wrote a letter, um, who's your biggest fan. Oh, yeah? And so I wanted to read the letter here. Okay. Um, Dear Mr. Ferguson, this is adorable. Hi, I like you. Do you like me? I mean, not in that way. <laughs> but whatever. Your show is cool, and you two are cool. Your chattings with famous people is the best on television. My friend Carrie thinks you're hot, too. She likes you wear business clothes but have tattoos underneath. Like, like, a, like a biker who manages an Applebee's by day, he
4: says. At <laughs> two, not just two. Why does that have to be
2: by day? I don't no, it has to be by, oh, the day manager wears yeah, the yeah. suits. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm just glad you don't wear those little skirts like the other Scotland people, he writes. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm not sure that's not disrespectful at all. I, I, I hope to get to meet you someday to watch you while I'm messing around in my garage and blowing stuff up. I'm seriously, I don't know what that means, I'm seriously your number one fan. You know, you mean everything in the world to me if I got to meet you in person. Your pal, hopefully, Adam. Well, I, I wanted to tell you, um, we brought... Your number one fan here because I thought it would be a really cool moment in the oh, show. Fine. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Craig's number one fan, Little Adam, is here, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Oh. oh my god, it's Adam Savage for the people listening to the podcast at home. Oh, oh what an adorable kid. I love that it's
7: Oh, I'm very excited.
2: First of all, Adam Savage, your grammar and syntax are terrible. I'm sorry, I still haven't learned your, 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 and there (laughs) and there. (laughs) That fucking sends me into a rage. (laughs) (laughs) You need to learn your possessives are not your... uh, And the contractions, it makes me so mad you know how to work drop boxes but you can't fucking
7: read the english language what the hell is wrong with you no no
2: the people make me mad when they when they substitute y-o-u-r when they should they mean the contraction you are and they write see i want to beat you up again oh. I was, this
4: uh, is
6: why it happened i yeah. always go for the uh just to be safe if i'm typing really fast i go for the sonic youth y-r for all of them you're i just go here yeah. for all of them. i'll come after you too motherfucker. i
4: will <laughs>
8: Come on, yeah, so it's you, a musical
2: you, band. Jonah, Jonah will text you and he's like, "Hey, you want me to come to your office? Y-E-R And I'm like, "Some delightful tween wants to
6: come to my office."
8: <laughs> that's not a,
6: that's not like a, a new speak. That's just a, that's me, man. <laughs> Keeping Adam, it. Adam Savage
7: is
2: here, dude. Adam I know, Savage, Adam. Man. Adam, you were here on the uh, your natural hosting instincts yeah, are yeah, quite strong. Right. Shoot
7: the money, idiot Shoot the money. <laughs>
1: I want you to know that while I was waiting backstage, I actually—no joke—now own the domain Dwarfshank Redemption. Oh!
4: Yay! That Technology. is what you, are. Technology. you are who you are.
1: <laughs> Yes! yes. Oh. I, I'm offering Dwarfshank.com email addresses for everybody. Yeah.
2: You get a car. You get. A car. We're moving into a new era. <laughs> It's In tiny re- little steps. It's hard to remember <laughs> when there wasn't a dwarf shank when you think about it. Yes, <laughs> take that Twitter. So Adam, you you did stand up on the first time for the first time on this yeah.
4: podcast, yeah. and Have you done?
2: and you. You had a better set than I did, and I was very proud of you because it was your first time.
1: I I, I realized, actually, that every other time I do stand-up, I'd like you guys sitting behind me laughing hysterically (laughs) because I actually think that helped a lot. What? You crushed it. Have you been doing stand-up since? Uh, I did a, a night in Vegas for my friend Emily Gillette and uh-huh. her comedy troupe, The uh, Executive Monkeys, and uh-huh. then, uh, well, we just had a, four really excellent Woodstock shows in Seattle, Portland, Chicago, and Minneapolis, and I did a bunch of stuff there as well.
2: Oh, yeah. did You, you guys had Neil Gaiman on one of those shows, we right? We did.
1: We had Neil Gaiman just the other night in, in, in uh, Minneapolis, and I finished my set by singing I Will Survive in the voice of Gollum.
4: <laughs> oh see, that's classic. Well,
7: that, is class. that see that is fucking entertainment, Junior, right there. It is. You get that on the show, you might have something. Well, he's own. already taken the idea. I can't do it now.
2: <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, I don't mean to get a little James Lipton on you, but uh, um, Adam, I would like to speak to Singing Gollum right <laughs> now, if possible. Is he in there? <laughs> All right, get your golem juice. Good boy. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, here, here. Hold on, hold on before you start. <laughs> <laughs> Craig puts ring in Adam's hand. Precious. Thank you.
4: <laughs> I will survive. I will survive. <laughs>
7: Man, that's beautiful. You know,
2: Come on down to Mortar Manny's karaoke bar. <laughs> That's where that would be sung. Oh, oh, That's fantastic. We have true.
5: Do you want to write for my name. show? <laughs> Do you
2: wanna write for my <laughs> Um, How have the Woodstock shows been going? You guys are crushing it on the fantastic.
1: road now. The audiences are like crazy warm. The Rift Tracks guys were out. We were having so much fun. It's just been like... What is, what is Woodstock? I don't really understand. It's a we call it three hours of gigs and music. Right. Started by Will Wheaton. My old roommate Will Wheaton. Will Wesley Wheaton and I. Crusher from yep. uh, Next Generation. And uh, people Paul always Storm. come
2: up to me when I'm on Star Trek, and they're like, "I wish Wesley Crusher would die." And I'm like, "Fuck you, you piece of shit." Well, I say that on the inside, but not to them. <laughs>
1: I actually sat next to him at the autograph table when someone walked up and said, "I fucking hated you." They're horrible to They're him. They're really terrible to him. So they right. also seem to search the internet for the douchiest picture of poor Will Wheaton at like 15, at the most awkward possible stage, and they ask him to sign it. Yeah, so, when he
2: had those, when he had those, those little pointy sideburns that were a uh, uh, Federation regulation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to shave him at a point. I'm not. I'm not pooping on Star Trek. I yeah, love Star yeah, Trek. Yeah,
7: don't you poop on Star
2: Trek? Don't you? you? Be very I've,
7: fucking careful. I've got.
2: I've, I've got episodes of the original remastered series on my phone. All like right, the, well, I'll, I'll just beat you up for a different reason. God damn it! <laughs> You're very precise about like what you want to beat up nerds
6: for. it's, right. like, it's like, I show, don't, No, no, show, no, wait, wait. wait, wait let's I, talk about
7: Doctor Who. I don't want to beat up nerds. I don't. And In fact, I, of course, can't really beat up nerds, but I I know that nerds have such low self-esteem that they think I can. And, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm working with here.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're in right. totally Scottish. Real I've assessed the threat. It's too high. Right, Bail exactly. out. Bail right. out. Right. It's a bluffing game.
7: Yeah. I would poo my pants and run away.
1: That's, that's delightful. Uh, ner- speaking of being a nerd, in the middle of of my last set in Minneapolis uh, absolutely in the middle I got a nosebleed on stage oh, that, that beautiful totally did. Right, I, I sometimes, in the middle of breathing through your nose, I could sometimes make it go away or just like kind of ride it out. But this one was a full on. It was about to pour out. And I had to admit it. Ask for tissues. Molly Lewis, the ukulele. Oh, amazing. Molly's up, great. Yeah. Gave me a box of tissues and I did the rest of my set with big tissue sticking out That's of my nose. Fuck. I saw Belushi do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once. Whoa, whoa. If we can't laugh at the od who can oh, we laugh come at on it? <laughs> it's a joke shut up Even would have left <laughs> <laughs> um that, that that's did you think were people in the audience like i wonder where this bit is going it actually was one of those things where i was
1: thinking Oh, maybe I can make this go away. I can't make this go away. I'm going to have to admit it. I wonder how this is going to go. And it, the whole crowd sort of just like came a little bit closer. It was like this wonderful, we all had shared this geek moment. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't that. The,
7: the they what? smelled blood. <laughs> yes. They yes. Were, uh, they were like sprawling zombies. <laughs> like,
2: uh, his knees are uh, knocking uh, and his nose <laughs> is bleeding.
7: <laughs> exactly. Cockney sprawling
1: punk zombies. <laughs> I found them sucking on the tissue later. It was so...
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh that crosses the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah for some reason. It, it it does. <laughs> that's actually not
2: the nerdiest thing. Like I had I seen that, that's the nerdiest thing I've ever seen was last year at Comic-Con. Already a good story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Last year at Comic-Con, I saw a dude dressed uh, exactly like Wolverine, like walking around strutting claws and everything, and then he stopped and, <clears throat> and took a hit from his inhaler. Like, Aw. <laughs> Can't regenerate those lungs, can you? Can't regenerate those
1: lungs, Wolverine. That's
4: a beautiful thing. (laughs) I love
7: that.
1: See, they haven't figured out a way to make adamantium lungs. (laughs) No, not yet.
2: Not yet. Well, my theory is that some of the adamantium got into my lung tissue when they ejected us away in the mountain.
7: (laughs) Ferguson! (laughs) That's my new catchphrase. Just this right here.
2: shaking my fist. (laughs) I, but Alex, from the old Doctor Who <laughs> um, well, if you the, there is actually a musical guest on the show oh, uh, that's that lovely. I, yes, yes, I wanted to. I wanted to have a a musical guest on the show and make it like a real show or something where we're just hanging out and then all of a sudden a musical guest. Uh, So I recently did, uh, Ed Helms uh, did a bluegrass themed show here at Largo and uh, I I performed on it and so did this young lady. I was so blown away that when I talked to Flanagan about having a musical guest, I said, please can I have her? She's amazing. Um, You probably were first uh, familiar with her from the band Nickel Creek. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sarah Watkins! I'll put that on there.
8: Thank you. That was, that was a wonderful introduction, Chris. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I'll play a very mellow song. Oh. Sorry, Mr. Microphone.
2: Should I be doing something as host?
8: <laughs> no, I'm just going to let just, him just, figure
2: just, this microphone bullshit over over out. <laughs> just, just
8: relax. This is your...
2: What happened?
7: Adam, get your nose to bleed, quick! <laughs> quick! Quick! Quick, quick, quick. nose! Do a Brick nosebleed, nose. man! Do a nosebleed! Quick
3: his nose! My friend is worn and torn, he's badly wounded. I. Bring hope to his heart, relief to his mind. Bring hope to his heart, relief to his mind. He lives for love. To his
2: heart, relief to his mind. Yeah, do another song. As long as it's not weird for you to have like a tribunal of dudes, like, hey, that's pretty sweet, you can you got going on there. Oh, yeah.
4: That's about me, right?
6: That was about me? That's about me, right? about <laughs> 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 right? me, right? Right? Jonah, Goodbye. she wasn't
2: even facing you. <laughs> Not. I'm pretty sure it was about me. I'm pretty, pretty sure it was about Adam Savage's nosebleed on stage in front of nerds. <laughs>
3: um, I don't, I don't, I
8: feel like I have to play an up-tempo song now, but, um, what? What? There's an opinion from the back of the room. <laughs> Um, but I think since you mentioned the uh, the bluegrass uh, situation, the L.A. bluegrass situation, I'll do a fiddle tune. Can
2: we form a band called the L.A. bluegrass situation? I believe. You know, I first... Well, I'll talk, I'll talk to you in a second. We'll <laughs> Bad host.
8: All right, so this is a... Ju- uh, no, this is a fiddle tune.
2: <laughs> Don't judge me, Ferguson.
8: <laughs> so this is a fiddle tune called Polly Put the Kettle On. And after I say that title, I always want to say, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not in the title.
6: Yeah, my favorite part of that song was when Polly put the kettle on. That was it the best. Well, it didn't happen until Once I get had... waiting for it the whole time. You're
2: like, I, that happened. Listen, I, I gotta, I gotta give some big props to one fucking person who's like, I am not
4: letting it go. <laughs>
6: You ever get full of anxiety when that happens? Because it's like a lot of white people and they'd get off rhythm really fast. Does that ever happen? <laughs> no,
1: I was thinking about that guy. I was thinking about him out there alone. Just, <laughs> just
2: sweating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm holding
2: the line.
8: It's a brave, it's a brave stance. <laughs> the thing is, I, in in uh, you mentioned I grew up playing in Nickel Creek and we played a lot of tricky uh, time signature changes and stuff. But a lot of times there are certain songs, but it would all work out for those who stay dedicated, it would eventually end happily on the uh-huh. right beat.
3: <laughs> but
8: it just takes a lot of concentration and willpower to be like one Mississippi, two Mississippi,
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta kind of block them out, right? Otherwise do they, or, or are there, are there fucking like bluegrass hecklers who are like, two, four,
5: eight, six. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do they try to throw you off, like stop heckling.
8: Y- yeah, there's, there's some, uh, well it's, it's geeking out on a different level. Nice. But bluegrass, <laughs> bluegrass is not. So, I'm, po- I'm judging you popular it. Is. <laughs> it's like the ghost of I Craig Ferguson. You oh,
6: guys-
7: nice question, Chris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, it was so Jimmy sad. Jimi
7: Hendrix is here. He wants to know if he can be on the next uh, one. It was
2: so sad when Craig Ferguson
6: died. Sometimes it's like I hear him haunting me. Chris, there's no such thing as a Craig Ferguson ghost. We what? all know that.
4: Oh, really? <laughs> hey,
2: by the way, not hey, more on the topic of that, you think now uh, Patrick Swayze goes up behind people in pottery classes and hugs them just to, <laughs> just to crack up other ghosts? No!
4: Oh, the Swayze
2: guy's hilarious! Watch no. this bit he does! Watch it! Check it out! No! No? You don't think he does that?
4: I'm judging Oh, Ferguson!
2: Sarah Watkins, um... I, I, I was a fan I was a huge fan of Nickel Creek Really? Um, yes Well my buddy Mike Furman and I Made this bluegrass medley of Radiohead songs Called Rodeohead
3: That was you?
8: Yeah that was us Oh my god
2: You know that? Are you kidding me? No
8: no Yeah we totally know that Oh my god that's awesome That's amazing <laughs> oh. Holy cow. oh my god Oh my god I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Text my bandmates and. Oh my
2: then. Nerd brain boner Oh my god I can't take it I can't fucking take it <laughs> I can't fucking take it right now. Are you shitting me, Sarah Watkins?
4: No, with the story? We were,
8: we were driving down Santa Monica, and God we damn it, it, a location! I love it.
4: Makes <laughs> the story that
8: much more
2: plausible. I love it.
8: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we were we were listening to it, and actually, really surprised at how much we loved it. Oh like, my God! Because we we were we we totally would would try our hands at at bluegrassifying. Radiohead stuff and to little success but, uh, but you guys did it very well
2: I'm like well that I am so blown away that you know that because we, we tried to play it around town live a couple times and it was difficult to put a band together and someone goes you should get this band Nickel Creek and I'm like yeah I'm sure we could get Nickel Creek to come play with us at Molly Malone's one, one <laughs> night hey Nickel Creek it's hard and firm want to come play Molly Malone's hello hello <laughs> she hung
4: up Nickel Creek hung up on me <laughs>
2: So are
7: you touring You'll na- never be good
4: enough.
7: Oh. <laughs> it's never going to work no. out, Oh my god, fucked, yeah, in the heart.
2: fucked in the heart, fucked in the heart, fucked in the heart. Oh my god, I don't good right now. I don't good right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are you so? Are you doing a regular show here at Largo? Or are you guys doing Largo well, yeah. Family?
8: Well, we're doing a family hour sometime in July. We're we're figuring that out. But um, whenever we're in town, we try and schedule them. It's 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 not regular, but you know when we're home for a month or two, we'll get like a, a couple shows a week and a couple shows a month. I mean, I'll we'll be in a little room or.
2: Will you? They almost burned the little room down when we, when we were setting up. Oh, total. This is behind the curtain talk. Uh, they, when we showed up for a tech, there was this weird smell. It was like, it's, did someone sp- spontaneously start mesquite barbecuing? And, did I? Yes.
8: Yeah, I, heard, I smelled it. You I did? was like, they're going crazy with the incense.
2: They, it was not incense. And, and so like they opened the little room door, and all the smoke kind of came out, and they couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, behind, I think it was behind the bar, there was a candle holder, and it was, it just had burned like half of the candle holder down, this wooden candle holder. Okay. And I was like, I go, how long, do you, how long is that burning? Like, all night? And the guy's like, two and a half days. Oh! <laughs> yep. You're all safe. It's okay. You're yeah, it's now. fine. But if you could exit in an orderly fashion, you won't die. <laughs> um, but uh, but you, you're so...
7: Actually, you're not
2: fine. <laughs> oh, my God, I died. I died, right? That's I, right. I died after my time on the island. I died. That's
4: right. <laughs> Oh, my God,
2: I died. All this time, I thought I was on an island about science, but in the end, I went to heaven. Um.
7: You're on a snow globe being held by a special <laughs> need.
2: Oh, my God, St. Elsewhere, is that you? St.
5: Elsewhere. I just woke up and dreamed the whole thing.
2: Uh, I was at that taping. You were? I was at the last episode of New Heart. Yeah, yeah, that's for another time. We have several guests. Um... <laughs>
7: But you have a so soul- bad here. Should I move? I feel no, like, no, sit no, down. No, Get down. Get down. down no, 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 you're just. Saying. No, no. What are you doing? No, no, I'm getting a smaller chair. What are you? <laughs> careful, Craig Ferguson's ghost. Don't, don't be so. Uh, look there, you are. Look there, you are.
2: Oh, that's better. See. Oh, now I feel like we're on the same level, Ferguson. <laughs> don't hit me. Uh, <laughs> um. I want to. When you do this, you kind of remind me of uh, of Evil from uh, from Time Bandits, David Warner. (laughs) Um, Sarah, you have a solo album that is, if if I may use this terminology, fucking amazing. Uh, It's a self titled album. Yes. Yes. Uh, How's how's it doing? How people they must love it.
8: Well, uh, it's it, it. I, I don't think that it's selling terribly well, but um,
2: well, it will now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Nerds podcast, severe cultural penetration. <laughs>
8: <laughs> um, no, but I'm st-
7: Sarah. I have a television show. Would you like to come and perform your song?
4: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my-
2: Chris, we're, we're advertising and now. We well, can't get the rights
5: to that song. Oh, I can't do that? No.
2: I can't do that Kelly Clarkson song <laughs> that she did not write. Um, oh, snap. You're going to go on the Ferguson show. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that
8: well, means. That's going to be super fun. I might have to
2: bump someone you were on next week. Oh, you? well.
8: Uh, you know, truthfully, oh, Craig.
2: I'm I, I won't. I will. I don't. <laughs> Second thought, I think bluegrass ro- is too niche for your mainstream audience and...
8: <laughs> Do rodeo, rodeo Head and I'll, I'll crash your...
2: We can't do Rodeo Head anymore. The only way we were able to do Rodeo Head live is, Mike and I literally had to shoot the musicians in a studio and we pretend we're doing it live via satellite. Awesome. Uh, and it's, we have this fake news ticker across the bottom that just says awesome. stuff like, Sharks are dicks! Like, they didn't even say anything. <laughs> they are. And still we perform it and people would be like how did you get a satellite set up at the at Chuckle Hut? And we're like, it's not a satellite. Potato shack. Okay. Yeah, the potato shack. <laughs> um, are, you, are, you, are you touring a lot Yeah, right I'm now? touring
8: a, a whole lot, actually. I, I played a bunch last year, and um, my brother, Sean, has been playing guitar with me, and then a couple guys that are involved in the Watkins family hour that we do at Largo come out and play drums and bass. Don Hevington and Sebastian Steinberg. And um, so we're going to do one more week of that kind of touring, and then Sean and I are going to go out and open for Dar Williams. Cool. And then I'm doing this, um, yeah. And then I'm doing this
3: crazy, um,
8: this crazy tour with Garrison Keillor (gasps) called the Summer Love Tour. (laughs) <laughs>
4: it's like from Paris.
7: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> audience the some old school Daleks <laughs> down there. And we are gone, the Daleks are coming up there. <laughs> <laughs> Who took my fishing rod? Who took my fishing rod? <laughs> oh, Kronos, the leader of the Daleks. Has come- yeah, he was on the original one,
2: motherfucker, yes. Um,
7: <laughs> Kronos, leader of the Daleks, coming up, fixing his roof
2: there. You don't have to... <laughs> You don't have to whip out your Dalek dick and drop it on the table, That's Craig Ferguson.
8: Right.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, can I just nerd out for a second, too? Because uh, your, your husband works for...
8: Uh, he works for Apple, yeah.
2: Yeah! Is he going to get the new, uh, the new iron?
8: Um, I, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. Maybe. Maybe you should bring him out. We should talk about it right now.
3: Hey, why not <laughs> you...
8: No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you
2: a techie person at all?
8: Um, no, I'm, I'm not.
2: Is there anything you nerd out over?
8: Um, fid- fiddle fiddle solos. <laughs> fiddle solos. Fiddle solos. That's, That's awesome. Well, let me tell you about
5: the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't let <don't, don't>. him. <laughs> don't let him. Oh, my God. Do not let him. Please. <laughs> do you know they're not touring
2: next year? Real crack. do you want me to get in the genital calf? <laughs>
7: Did you ever go down to Georgia and meet the devil? <laughs> <laughs>
2: He has a golden fiddle, they yeah. say.
7: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
7: Oh. yeah. I admit you beat me this time.
2: It's <laughs> not <laughs> really a fair trade—a golden fiddle for your fucking eternal soul. Yeah, I know. It's a pretty shitty deal. But it's gold. What?
8: It's gold. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But then you like, you'd melt it, and then yeah, it's no yeah. good.
2: Money?
4: Money? Dude, shut
2: up! Too heavy. These uh, Devil, this is a pretty bad deal. In the end, I've completely reconsidered this <laughs> weird it. contest where you show up and fiddle people. Oh, it's completely
6: understandable. I understand. It Happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very understanding, Devil. Thanks, Devil. Oh, yeah, yeah no, next time. Hey, uh, what are you up to now?
2: Oh, I don't know. It's, you know, it's gonna go up to. Want a, a jam?
6: <laughs> devil, you're okay I have no friends
5: no, 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 no. Come on, devil, Ralph Macchio's playing with that black jazz guy
2: <laughs> Ah, that's a reference to Crossroads Thank you, Crossroads.
4: person
2: <laughs> Um, Sarah, you are delightful. You're, you're, you're. Uh, I'm so sorry. We do this sometime. This weird nerd storm that just happened. Uh, don't worry. The internet will keep me in line after they hear this. But uh, do you, do you have any? SarahWatkins.com.
8: Yeah, and I'm uh, on Twitter and. Um, what is that? I, <laughs> and um, I, I'm, so, I'm so bad though with 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 internet stuff. Um, but I do. I, yeah, I've stayed quite active on, on I follow I you on
2: Twitter at Sarah Watkins with no H
8: that's right yep. we have messaged each other
2: we have we have we call it DMing <laughs> not to be confused with dungeon mastering roll for initiative <laughs> oh god oh I've done it again oh oh the bruising two fists
8: I have to say though I mean I, I'm not I'm not a nerd on on to t- to sit at this table even but like I I did actually have tape on my glasses when I was in fourth grade. Did you
6: really? Yeah. I don't see why that's a nerd thing. I had the same
3: thing. Right? I didn't, I didn't realize.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Sit with that for a second, Joe. Now, where are you going Adam
3: Savage? How did I I out nerd Adam
6: Savage? (sighs) No, it's like, sometimes it happens.
8: I, um. well, they, it was just, it's, (laughs) I I like to think of it as practicality. Like, you know, I, I didn't really need a new pair of glasses because I could just tape them. And my mom's like, really? Are you sure you don't want just.
5: Snooze you lose dude. (laughs) Piano bench.
8: But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I didn't know it was nerdy until I saw it on Saved by the Bell. I not the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, the
2: arbiter man. of nerddom, Saved by the Bell. Were those kids ever really saved by the Bell? <laughs> what happened? Is everything okay? I, no, I, I got a call from
1: my kids, and I thought it was an emergency call, but it was a I can't sleep call, so I said go to sleep.
2: Nothing. Oh. To, <laughs> no emergency there, then, Pop, is there? I <laughs> tell them a story. How is it? How did your kids hear your stand-up?
4: <laughs> no. Okay. No, 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 no. 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 Oh God!
1: And they've given me so much more material, and I can't even do it. I just pictured them being totally scarred. Like you know, my stand-up here was all about talking to my kids about sex, and the last three weeks have been just like <clears throat> a flood of really insane crap has been going on, and I really wish I could go over it, but it, I pictured them like happening across it, and it's just not the age. To
2: if, if you didn't, if you didn't hear the Adam Savage podcast, his first line of stand-up was. I think my son knows what cocksucker means.
4: <laughs>
2: would you like to write for my show? <laughs> well, Sarah Watkins, uh, we, are, we are almost at the end of our time on the show here. Would you, would you please uh, do one more song to sort of uh, take, yeah. it, take us home, as I they say it. in the bluegrass and fields?
6: And please, Sarah, no more songs about me and my girlfriends here. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs>
8: This is a, uh, let's see here. I'm going to use this one for my Let me do a little press conference with this mic. Um, Ms.
2: Watkins, what are you going to do about the health system? Ms. Watkins, Ms.
4: Watkins, <laughs>
6: who are you wearing? Ms. Watkins, who are you wearing? <laughs> healthcare system to who are you wearing? Yep.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's political, but fashionable. It's
8: what they cover. All right, so this is a John Hartford song. Um, and, if, and if the panel here cares to, to sing along with the... Uh, the, the oh, you, that
7: would be a mistake.
3: I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gonna pack up some of these empties here Just as soon as we know on a long, hot summer day. For every day you work on the island, or ever get half a day off with pay. On a towboat boat, building up barges, on a long, hot summer day. Now we had pork for supper Today it'll be chicken consomme And a jar full of iced tea On a long, hot summer day For every day you work on the Elendore River Get a half a day off with pay On a top boat building up barges On a long, hot summer day When we come down yesterday, I'm gonna get home off at Alton on a long, hot summer day. For everyday work on the end of the river, get half a day off with pay. On a top of building up barges on a long, hot summer day. For every day I work on the or ever get a half a day off with pay. On a top of building up barges, on a long, hot summer day. Say hello!
2: Say Goodbye, oh. guys. Ladies and gentlemen, a huge hand for Sarah Watkins! So much for coming on the show, Adam. So like and me, me, me. Forgive me. Uh, the next Nerdist podcast live at Largo will be July 28th with guest Fred Willard. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Tickets will be on sale soon for that. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Good night, everybody.